Gentlemen, welcome to the 41st edition of Casting the Spotlight, and here today we have a very special guest, somebody we've wanted on this podcast for a long time now, and we're glad we finally brought him in. We have the phenom, Evan Elder. What is up, guys? It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me on. No problem, man. man. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, we we appreciate it. Man, it's been a long time since I've even gotten to uh, sit down and, and see you guys, you know? Yeah, it's, yeah, oh, it's yeah. been a while. I mean, we've, over the years, we've been a lot of different places and done, you know, I mean, you've been busy as fuck. Well, shoot, we've been, like, I mean, since high school, we both, you know, we've all been freaking traveling around in different states. You know, what's funny is we've actually been, like, very similar states. I moved right out of high school. Um, I moved to California for, like, a year and a half, and then I came back home and then moved back, to, or moved down to Florida for the past, you know, three or so, a little over three years. And uh, I think that's exactly what you did, though, right? You went to uh, uh, from, Florida and then California. Well, okay, so you did, you did it backwards, uh, or, or we, you know, we did it opposite. But beautiful states. Oh my gosh, it's the best. It's yeah. the best states, pretty I, much. Whatever, I was, I mean, I was nineteen, and uh, me too. You were too, whatever. Yeah, Florida. So Florida. I was nineteen when I moved to California, and um, uh, you know, I was freaking. It was my first time being away from home. You know, brand new experience. And I, whenever I moved, you know, our little bitty town. Yeah, that was like our my whole world, you know. It's our yeah. fucking eighteen hundred town or eighteen hundred population towns, <laughs> you know. So and then I moved to Stockton, California. It had a population of like three hundred thousand or something like that. And I was like, whoa, a little bit of a difference. This is so different, man. <laughs> this is so crazy. But it's so cool, man. It's so it's it's unbelievable. Um, and you know, and I really haven't even gotten to travel that much. You know, just a couple different states and uh, a couple different states in the United States. I haven't even ever been out of the country. Um, but Same. it's it's unbelievable just those even a couple every time you experience something new you know the yeah. way it opens your mindset or changes your mindset kind of uh, gives you a different outlook or, or perspective and uh, it's freaking cool man it's I, I can't wait I'm excited for all the different experiences and, and getting to travel to all kinds of different places and I'm sure that you know uh, all these different experiences are just going to continue to shape and mold my mindset or my 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 outlook on life and you know, it's, yeah. Uh, As I it should. Out, I get geeked out on life, man. <laughs> I love it, dude. I freaking. Ever, I mean, ever since I've known you've always been like a positive, yeah, inspirational, yeah. instilling person, <laughs> full you. of energy and enthusiasm. Like that's, that's literally like that's what I like want. That's what I look to to feel like I should fucking get up and do something. You know what I'm saying? Like, because it's it, like those people like need to be you. You know, you play an important role. Like, and you know you do. Well, thank you, man. I, <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what. I don't think uh, we're all the same, man. None of, nobody's more important than anybody else. And uh, But, no, I definitely I feel you. i got a lot of people that I look to. You know, I think we all just have people that we, we look to. Uh, life is freaking hard, man. Life is really tough. And uh, by ourselves, it, it would be dang near impossible. Oh, yeah. So we always have people that we, we look to and kind of help uh, or, or look for guidance or, you know, motivation, inspiration, whatever you want to call it. But, 
Um, so yeah, it is really important to have people that uh, in any any area of life, any you know, any field or aspect that uh, you know they can help push you or you know help you to be better or you know inspire you to get up and get after it. You know, and what's cool is I think that success in life, you know, which is a very can be um, is very uh, success is a very um, what is the word I'm trying to think of. Uh, subjective, you know, yeah. It, it's yeah. Yeah. If, if your definition definition of success will vary from person to person drastically, you know. So, yeah. uh, but I think success in general is pretty similar across the board. Like to really find success or be successful, I think that the recipe for it is pretty similar in the sense of like you're gonna have to work hard, you know, sacrifice a lot, dedicate yourself to whatever it is you're trying to be successful at. And, uh, you know, so like once you start, anyways, for me, this, it's been, this has been true, but like once you start understanding that in one area, you know, which for me has been martial arts, you know, or MMA, because that's what I've, I've, you know, always, that's been my dream for, you know, since I was about six years old. So when I was growing up, everything was always, you know, how can I be the best fighter I can be, you know? And then, so when I started figuring out like how to, uh, what do I have to do to try to be successful in this area? Later on, as I continue to, to grow and evolve, and my mindset shifted from how can I be the best fighter I can be to how can I be the best person I can be, I just started really, like taking everything I've learned from martial arts and just applying it everywhere. You know, the same way of like, you gotta show up every day to the gym, be consistent, work hard, put in the hours, and you know, it, it doesn't, you're not cheating anybody but yourself if you're not putting in the work. And then I just started realizing, like, oh, that's true in every area of life. You know, it's like you just apply these same things. You know, it, I don't care if you want to be the best fighter, the best baseball player, the best crocheter, the best McDonald's employee, the you know, whatever. It's like if you want to be the best at something, just it, it's going to take the same stuff: hard work, discipline, sacrifice, most likely teamwork, or being able to uh, some sort of relationship management. You know, because it, you're probably not going to get there on your own. You're going to need help and, and guidance. Yeah. You know, to people to look to, and nobody's going to want to help you if you're if you're a dick. You know, yeah, so no. it's like you got to be able to uh, be able to work with others you know I think that's a that's an aspect a lot of people leave out when they're thinking about what can I do to be the best you know and it's like well I really need to probably um, work well with others <laughs> you know because yeah there I you have a lot that we we have a lot that we can learn from each other I don't care who it is yeah. you know we're we're all the same uh, you know I, th I say this for, for you know I think about this for my fights with uh uh, we all bleed the same, you know, like we, we all bleed the same. We're not that different, but we are not the same either, you know, at the same yeah. time. That's why yeah. I always tell myself we bleed the same, so we're not that different, but we are not the same. And I mean that in the sense of like what's going to separate us is, you know, the, the work. Is that, that hard work, in. dedication, exactly. effort, so, consistency, yeah. all of that shit. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. But yeah, it's just cool. It's, uh, you know, cool seeing how you can apply that in every area of life. And, you know, as of, I would say pretty recently, just in the sense of like, you know, the last couple of years, um, my perspective did finally change from, and thank God it did, because uh, uh, looking back now, it was not the right mindset to have, but the mindset I had was everything was geared towards how can I be the best fighter I can be, you know? And then, you know, I had some, uh, you know, I just had some stuff happen in life and, and uh, pretty much kind of had like a, a big epiphany. It was just like, you know, I need to be not just to be the best fighter I can be, be the best person I can be. There's, yeah, you know, it kind of was like I had a, a moment where God came to me and was just like, "Hey, man, you know, <clears throat> now that you understand that 
Uh, now that you have this mindset ingrained in you that nothing else in the world matters except for being the best fighter you can be, because that's what it's going to take to be the best, I'm going to show you there's a lot more important things in life than just fighting, you know. And then that's when it, it kind of clicked for me, and I was like, oh, I need to start applying all these things, you know, uh, me, how I'm going to try to be the best fighter, you know, apply all those same principles and concepts, uh, you know, and tactics on bettering myself in the, the fighting aspect, uh, just apply those to being the best person I can be, you know? So, um, yeah, man, I was just freaking, I get so geeked out on life though. Just, just thinking about, you know, just trying to be better and, and just, uh, you know, I truly believe my purpose is just to positively impact the world and other people's lives as much as possible before I leave. So, uh, really try to be the best person that I can be and, uh, you know, hopefully do as much good as I can before good Lord calls me home and, you know, I'm out of here. So. Yeah, we're only here for a brief time in in the grand blink of an scheme. eye. Blink yeah. Of an eye, man. Oh yeah. It's a, it, it's a lifetime to us, literally. You know, but it is our lifetime. A, yeah. It's but... a blink of an eye, and it can be gone before we know it. Dude, these weeks, these months, these years are flying the fuck by. Like, I know. As you assume, the older you get too. Yeah. As yeah. you assume, quicker it goes. Yeah. Yeah. I just turned twenty five a couple weeks ago, and uh, you know, it's funny because I'm like. I know how young I still am, but I'm also yeah. like, man, 25 years, like, that's crazy. Quarter Dude, century, like, yeah. you think about it, and you already, it's like, yeah, I'm 25, wow, that's pretty young, I'm in my, you know, you're kind of entering your prime of your life in the next 10 years and so on and shit, but like, at the same time, you're like, I already have a back catalog of 25 years of shit that I've already done yeah. to look at, <laughs> and I'm like, that's a long time, man. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's in itself, like, for, like, in comparison to our lifespan as a whole, yeah, I mean, shoot, I mean, yeah. we're, I would imagine, I mean... That's a chunk. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. I mean, I would like to hope that I'm going to make it as long as I can, uh, yeah. you know? Um, I think with the way that, with, with modern science and technology, I don't think there's any reason I can't live to be, you know, three, four hundred years old. No, <laughs> Quote from Ricky Bobby. You're going to get those bionic <laughs> limbs. <laughs> They're just going to take my brain just out. Just be a cyborg. What is the, what's the Simpsons thing? They put the, they take the brains out and put it in the, in the, the liquid or whatever. Yeah. Just... In Futurama, they just had Richard Nixon's head like, yeah. get up floating yeah. around. He was the president again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, I was... <laughs> Do you guys remember that from Talladega Nights though? Uh, <laughs> Ricky yeah. Bobby, he's like, he's like, uh, who was it? The 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 uh, the manager or whatever. He's like, you drive like an idiot. You, li- you you drive like you're gonna live forever or something like that. And he's like, come on, I'm not stupid. I'm not gonna live forever. He's like, but with with advances in modern science and technology, I don't think there's any reason I can't live to be two, three hundred years old. <laughs> <laughs> three, maybe four hundred. <laughs> And hey, we're only getting better, baby. <laughs> so who knows? Maybe we'll make it a thousand years. Yeah, no, I don't I'm even know if I'd want to. No, that long. yeah, dude, our I body's mean, gonna be so deteriorated. <laughs> after a while, you see so much shit happen to around you, and you probably wouldn't want to. You probably wouldn't want to. Shoot, shoot man, you know? you're like, I, mm, yeah. I got high I hopes. It's, I think it's about time to clock out at a certain point. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I got, don't want to overstay your welcome. I, I got. I, I really, you know, I try to be as optimistic as possible. Um, and I got high hopes for the future, but man, it's been, it's just been crazy lately, boys. <laughs> it's oh, been wild, yeah. man. I'm like, sure you have like this and I, we were talking about before, like the podcast and everything. I'm like, I understand. I'm like, you had, you know, you have a wild schedule right now. And you oh, back, not like, even, I'm not even talking about me. I'm just talking about oh, the yeah. world, man. Well, yeah, since, no, the world since is. the pandemic, man, it's just been. For sure. Dude, a lot of, a lot of shit was put into question. Yeah. 
I, uh, yeah. I don't know. Crazy times. Crazy times. Like I said, I'm optimistic. I think that, you know. Yeah, that's why people like you are important right now, though. Probably more than ever. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, a lot of the shit that happened put us into such doubt, like, about our own structure, our own society, our yeah. own, you know, like, the instant something happened, everybody was unsure about it, everybody panicked. And it's like, if that's yeah. all it takes for these people to... To lose it a little bit, like we're in trouble. Like we yeah. have, we have to stay afloat, and not just that, but we need to stay alive and thrive. You know yeah. what I mean? We can't, I, we can't like be that unstable. Get like the mass chaos. Yeah, I think that it just showed us exactly how fragile we all are, and even as a society, or, or you know, like uh, you know, I feel like, man, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a proud American. You know, like I'm, I'm proud to be American. I freaking this. I think it's the best country in the world, man. And uh, but you know, I, I hate to say it, but I think even our country has been freaking, um, you know, especially since the pandemic. I think the biggest thing is just we've been so divided. Like it's yeah. unbelievable how polarizing like a lot of the topics have been lately with in anything, you know. But it's like everybody's just. It's like everything is teams or or sides. You know, it's like yep. you're either with me or against me, and it's like it. Everything's so, you know, black and white, but yeah. it's not, you know, it's like, dude, there's so much gray area. And I think that, um, too many, too often people are just not understanding of other people. They don't even, and not only that, but they don't even try. Yeah. It's one thing if we could disagree and be like, okay, like, you know, you, that's, and that's how it was. And now everybody thinks that it's just like, well, if you're not this, you're clearly the opposite. Yeah. And they just want to fucking attack, attack. It's, it's like. This is crazy. It's like they're watching these news channels that are so leaning towards one side or the other and not just leaning in like, a, okay, I think I kind of prefer like more of these principles than those. Leaning is in like hateful, is in like fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like there, there's nobody that just gives you uh, objective like news or information. Yeah, like yeah. everything has to be yeah. tribalism and crazy bullshit like that. It's yeah. like this is, it, it this seems- is doing nothing. But it kind of seems people. like everybody has some sort of narrative they have to follow. You know, it's like yes. exactly like you said. It almost seems like real journalism has kind of died. You know, there's no real just objective based, uh, you know, journalism. You know, nobody's just mm-hmm. reporting the facts. It's like yeah. it's it's somewhat reporting the facts and kind of skewing them in whatever way they want you to perceive yeah. whatever message it is that they're trying to get through. Um, yeah. But. But hey, that's why they're. That's why it's so important and so amazing for podcasts just like this uh, to exist. Just because this is much more it's freedom of speech. Yeah, man. Let's go, Elon. You know, <laughs> <laughs> just bought up Twitter. Let's go. Were you pretty psyched uh, about that? Uh, you know, I mean, honestly, I don't ever use Twitter. Yeah. Um, but it is important, dude. Like, I, I mean, whether it's it's you know, I'm sure. I'll be honest. Other than. I have to be on social media for to to kind of um, you know as a professional athlete you know you're kind of your own brand you you, know, you raise awareness for your yeah. brand yeah so it's like it, but it, like one hundred percent dead serious if if it wasn't for that I really wouldn't be on social media um, and which probably seems like a lie because I've tried I've put a lot of effort as of recently especially like in trying to build that because I see how much how kind of important it is for like the business aspect of uh, yeah. uh, especially you know for <clears throat> for what I do um, unfortunately I hate to say it, but I think that's you know it's a very key component because uh, 
you know, the UFC, MMA is such a quickly evolving sport, and it's so new. Like, speaking of 25 years, you know, we were talking about 25 years, the UFC has only been around, I think, since 1993. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that would be, what, uh, so for 29. 29 years old? Something like that? Yeah. Uh, that's a that's that's a baby. And that early stuff yeah. was way different. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, as you can see, I mean, especially yeah. compared to other sports, you know, think about, yeah. uh, you know, basketball, baseball, you know, hockey, soccer, whatever. It's like this stuff's been around for hundreds of years. And, uh, you know, it's, it's you know, look at how far those sports have come. You know? Yeah. Even uh, boxing compared to yeah. UFC has been around so much longer. Yeah, 100%. That's a really good good example. Yeah. Um, but anyways, you know the, the it's such a quickly evolving and growing sport, and people are getting so good, man. It's and I love it, you know, as as a true martial artist and fan of the sport, like it's it's amazing, it's unbelievable to see how good some of these people are um, at, you know, obviously I'm biased, but at what I believe is the hardest sport in the world, one of them, you know, one of the very most difficult, uh, not just sports, but I think one of the most difficult things to do in all the world. Uh, or at least to be great at, you know, it's not that hard to just do it as is anything, you know, it's like we can all pretty much just do anything, but to really be great at something takes, just like we're saying, so much hard work and sacrifice, discipline, you know, all that, all those, uh, all that stuff we were talking about earlier, you know, and uh, I think that, um, you know, it's just, we're just scratching the surface on what, what we are, uh, what, what the sport's going to be. Uh, you know, I say it all the time, like, I, I have high hopes of, you know, being great one day for sure. You know, I got a long, long way to go, but uh, I think that, uh, you know, I think that as long as I continue to try my best to, to be my best is often, you know, as much, if I, as, as long as I truly dedicate myself and give everything that I possibly can, uh, I think there's no reason that uh, I can't be the best in the world one day. Uh, and then even with that being said, though, I think that once I achieve that, I know the people that will come after me will surpass me you know it's like it's just that's the natural evolution of things so it's like I don't hold on to of like I'm gonna be the best ever you know it's like I'm gonna be the best ever to this point (laughs) you know and I'm (laughs) sure but then I'm sure there's gonna be people that come after me that are just so much better Um, but but I will be an important step in that process you know it's like you can't you can't just skip steps in evolution you know that's how that works you know it's just like every single every single uh, person is important uh, you know, so hopefully without, you know, without the greats that we've already had that have, you know, created a pathway for us now. Uh, and this isn't anything, you know, I, I, I talk a lot about fighting a lot of times, um, but I, I pretty much mean it universally. I feel like this is, that's what I love about fighting the most is that I feel like it's one of the most true to life things that there is. You know, it's like, it's just, all, for one, it's like one of the most primal things that we know, you know, yeah, it's just, so, for sure. Deeply embedded in our DNA, you know. Um, but also, I just think it relates a lot to life in general. You know, life itself is a fight, you know. So, uh, one of my favorite sayings I've heard of as of recently is, uh, you know, one of, uh, this, one of the freaking best guys I know. His name's uh, Dr. Hero. He's a physical therapist down here, uh, down in Florida, where I work uh, or, or where I train. And um, I go see him a lot. And dude's taught me so unbelievably much about, uh, especially in the physical therapy realm of just, you know, taking care of my body and preventing injuries, rehabbing injuries, stuff like that. But he's also, uh, as I was saying earlier, you know, like how I'm trying to be, you know, now my, my view has shifted from being the best fighter that I can be to being the best person I can be. 
uh, he is the same way in the sense of like he's constantly trying to be the best person that he can be, always learning, always growing, always evolving. And uh, um, anyways, I just had to I had to hype him up real quick because he's just he's the man. Um, anyways, uh, damn, what was I gonna say? Oh, he was saying that life. Life and I, I guess I should say this too. He might have got that. He he maybe got this from somebody else as well. Um, but uh, fighting is life segmented into five minute rounds. You know, and then what it means is just that that life itself is a fight, and uh, so fighting fighting is like directly relatable and uh, comparable to life. The only difference is that we have time limits on it. You know, it's like we fucking I, I fight for five minutes at a time with a one minute break in between only 15 to 25 minutes at most, you know, and it's like, but we need to carry that stuff on, we need to keep fighting every day, you know, especially for, for a lot of people, man, that are like, life is just hard, uh, not, and I didn't mean that for, uh, not just for a lot of people, but for all, everybody, for, I mean, I don't care who you are, you can be the most positive person in the world, uh, which is great, you know, and I think you have to be, uh, but life's hard, and just because somebody's positive doesn't mean that they don't have a hard life, that means they choose no matter what comes at them or, you know, what the circumstances are, they're going to try their best to remain optimistic and, and look at the bright side or try to find the silver lining in every situation. Yeah. And, uh, um, but, you know, life's a fight every single day. You can't ever give up. There's, you know? man, there's days that just, and, like, I always, I've been thinking about this too lately. It's, like, just, you know, there's some days when it's a fucking hard battle and there's things yeah. that happen that you yeah. cannot control. And, and not everybody's always up for that battle. You know what I mean? No, man. There's certain days when you don't want to get out of bed, you don't want to do shit, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, the weight of the world, the weight of life is coming, you know, crashing down on your shoulders, and you just feel it all at once. Or like we were talking about earlier, like, sometimes you got to stay out of that negative mindset and let your, you know, stop your thoughts from spiraling you, you know, down like a really negative, you know, place. And like, sometimes, like, that's been my, uh, my thing is like, sometimes when I think of something negative, I'll just like let it spiral. I'll like worry about things that happened or like things that, things that happened a while, you know, a while ago. It's like, you can't even, it's like, all you can do is pull your mind out of that and keep, you know what I'm saying? Because no matter, even if you worry yourself to death and think about it or, or, or won't let it go, whatever you still, it happened and you still have to move on. Yep. That's why we wake up in the fucking morning. Yep. Why would we wake up in the morning if there's no hope to have a better tomorrow? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I think <clears throat> hope's a very scary thing to lose. That's uh, uh, exactly like you said. We wake up every morning because we have hope for, you know, um, things are going to work out. And uh, exactly like you said, otherwise, why, why would we? You know, if we have no hope for anything being good or, you know, yeah. no hope for life being worth living, you know. Yeah. But uh, that's why I think, man, fighting is just so much more than a sport. I, think, can... all, I think almost all sports are. Um, I think something that people overlook a lot, like whenever they look at athletics, um, just sports in general, like they look at it as just a sport. You know, that's what I was saying earlier before we started the podcast about like I, I don't like to, I I I don't like surface thinking. I don't like looking at stuff on the surface, the surface, or just taking it for face value, or just. Uh, and what I mean by that is just like almost every single thing ever. I feel like there's a deeper meaning behind you. You got to always, deeper. yeah. Yeah, you got to read between for the sure. lines, and you can dig deeper into to everything. Um, they say that war tactics are applicable to like, you know, fucking all these sports. Honestly, like just if you chess. if you present what happened in chess and things like that, like if you apply all the principles, like what they're actually trying to do, they're trying to score, they're trying to do you know one thing, like it's a lot of that shit 
a lot of those principles are applicable to like life the same just fucking way. Like it's, all too, it's like you're trying to win, you're trying to achieve a goal, you're trying to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You have different playbooks, different tactics, different yeah. strategies, mm-hmm. things you ride up and try and they're like they're your team's thing, and the other people don't know about it. They're studying, they're strategizing yeah. to do watching film. You know, <laughs> yeah. no, I think that uh, so much, almost everything in life is universal. I feel like it's like like I was saying earlier, just you take it's concepts and principles. You know, it's like you apply you take concepts and principles and apply them to anything and everything. You know, it's like. Uh, like I was saying, I don't care if you work at McDonald's or if you're trying to be the best fighter in the world. It's like uh, if you know you need to work hard, treat people right, try to remain optimistic. Uh, you know, try do all these things um, to live a happy life. You know, because otherwise, I feel like I, I really do. I and it's something I think that's part of the reason why uh, society is the you know the way we are right now. Is because I think that I think everybody I think honestly to, you know to say it blatantly is just that I think we're just too soft you know I think we I think easy times have made soft people I love that saying that you know, yeah uh, hard times make hard people hard people make easy times hard hard t- or easy times make easy or weak people yeah um, yeah you know so I think that we're in the easy times and I think easy we're in such easy times that Unfortunately, it's making very work weak people because we don't really have to work for that much, and uh, you know. But I think one big misconception that a lot of people have in life in general is that uh, they want comfort and they want things to be easy, you know. And it's like that is the opposite of what we want and need. Is that what we're supposed to like settle for either? No, like, that's not. Yeah. yeah, that's why life is a fight. That's why fighting to me is so important because. Life is suffering, man. It's like life is hard. I don't care who you are, where you come from, what mm-hmm. you do. It, you're at some point in your life, you're gonna face adversity and face things that are probably bigger than yourself. That are really freaking hard. And oh, yeah. I hope, and, and like you, you better hope for yourself that you are prepared to take on that challenge. You know, because unfortunately, there's a lot of times people try to make everything, uh, try to live such an easy and comfortable life that when adversity strikes. They aren't ready for it, and it breaks them. You know, they hit rock bottom and they can't get out because they weren't prepared to handle adversity. And that's what what you guys were just talking about with, uh, you know, like the war tactics and you know uh, the similarity between war and chess and athletics. Uh, I think one of the absolute biggest things is dealing with adversity. When things change, when things don't go the way that you thought, how are you going to handle that, and how are you going to persevere? And um, it says a lot about you. Hundred uh, percent, yeah, and uh, but it's just one of the most important things in life because, dude, ain't nobody know what's gonna happen tomorrow. I know? saw this quote that yeah. said, like, uh, and I and I probably posted it or something, but it just it struck me like a like a lot of things have been like lately, anyways. And it just said, don't live the same year fifty times and call it a life. Yeah. Like fifty years, God, <laughs> become really who you were meant to be. Like yeah. you know, grow up, evolve, do your thing. You know, because that it it means. You have to keep pushing, working towards like the next goal, the next big thing, the next place you want to go, the next thing you want to do, because that's con- you're constantly kind of flirting with that. Okay, you're getting out of your comfort zone, yep. and after a while, sometimes your comfort zone enables you to just kind of you know to settle, to chill, to not push the limit, to not oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying. And it's it's easy to do, but it's sometimes I'm like if I get too comfortable, like I'm gonna die, man. Like yeah. like because there's not. There's not something to overcome. There's not something to get past. There's not, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I 
feel like I need that. To, we do. We all to do. add another layer. Well, I mean, think that's, that, yeah. I mean we were, we're we like like physiologically we need that. Like we were evolved to be that way. It, yeah. For for us to to be able to overcome and adapt and uh, yeah. to deal with adversity and, and struggle because I mean think about it think about it from like uh, in, in our ancestors you know freaking uh, like things were not nearly as easy when you wanted to eat you didn't have a McDonald's across the street or Walmart down the road to go shopping and it was like you better get up at like and it, it wasn't even something you had to think about it was like that's what you did You're, it yeah. wasn't a decision it wasn't like uh, you didn't have a choice of like oh I wonder if I'm you know what I'm gonna you know try to do for food today it was like you wake up and you're like shit I better get to work I don't know where you gotta hunt you gotta fucking fight so it's like you immediately get up and get after it uh you know you're also looking for shelter and you know whatever you know it's like we were we were we were made and designed to to have uh to to constantly be dealing with with adversity you know um and just always trying to get better in my opinion, you know, that's, that's the way, I, you know, I definitely believe that. Um, if there's no change, there's no progress. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you have to, you have, there has to be something that changes the way things are, like, level up to get to that next fucking mm-hmm. step to, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, as we integrate and as we built a society, like, everything changed, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean, into, like, what it is now. And that's why there's so much question in what the fuck's going to happen, because there's, like, all this technology now that's yeah. going to put people out of jobs, and now we're at a point where, like, the innovation is, like, come at such a quick pace, and there's still so many, like, parts of the country or parts of, like, just the Western world that are, like, not fucking evolved, really, with the times and where things are at. So, like, the coming 10 years, man, are going to be critical, like, for what the fuck happens. Yeah. It's... Well, there's a lot of crazy things just going on in general. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. every day, like we were saying earlier, you got to live every day like you never know. Like, it could be your last. Like, you really do got to get after it every you day. You're going to spend it moping the fuck around and, like, you know what I'm saying? Like... <laughs> Well, what scares me and what motivates me is just that is, you know, we were talking about earlier with uh, with death. Uh, you know, I think death is the greatest motivator just because um, if if we didn't have to be concerned with death, you know, if we were immortal, we always have tomorrow. Why There would be no urgency to do anything. Yeah. You know, it's like, to me, I'm like, oh, shit, I don't know when I'm going to die. I don't know when my last day is going to be. And... I better make sure that when it, whenever it comes, that I am happy with the life that I've lived and what I'm going to leave behind. And to me, I always just think about legacy. I'm just like, it's crazy to me to think about eventually every last memory and every bit of me will be gone from this world. Uh, you know, in the sense of like, whether, you know, it'll happen to all of us, which is a pretty scary, crazy thought to think of. Um, but I also think, it's uh, one of the most motivating to me is just thinking about like one day, even the memory, not just me physically, obviously I'm gonna die and I'll be gone from this earth, you know, uh, physically, but even after I die, you know, what I leave behind will keep me alive in some sense. That's the way mm-hmm. I believe. It's just like, I'm gonna live on through the memory of me or what I left behind, my legacy, or, um, you know, the way I touched other people's lives. And even if my name per se isn't attached to something, but like, you know, if I was able to affect somebody's life and in, in the way that they live, uh, you know, I'm going to live on through that person. Um, but if you go further, for, uh, far enough down the line, eventually every little bit of me is going to be gone. And I will, everything I did in this life was, was erased, you know, was, was 
essentially I will never be attached to it. You know, it's like, I'll just be completely gone, um, from this earth, you know, but, mm-hmm. uh, that motivates the shit out of me to try to make my memory and my, my imprint on the world last as long as possible, you know, to where my life is not over as soon as I die, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to live on for, uh, however long, you know, with the impact that I've made on the world and everybody's life. So, um, I'm going to try to make that impact as great as possible to where I live on for as long as possible. That's why at the end of the day, what you carry with you and like those relationships that you, you know, leave behind, like the way you affected people, the way you treated people, the way you might've inspired people, like that's the shit that lasts because that's what's going to be left of you. Like like you said, once you're physically gone, that's what people are going to remember. And like, you know what I mean? Yeah. All that stuff. So like at the end of the day, whatever you do here is done, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the people and just what you leave behind, like, that's, I mean, that's going to speak about everything. Mm-hmm. There's so many people that just, you know, live a comfortable life, dip into fucking existence. They're, you know, they're, they don't, they don't yeah. care. They don't really leave. But, like, something I, I always think of, like, especially lately, the same, like, the same line that keeps just kind of floating in my head, like, over and over and over, because I'm asking myself it, but I also am just, I want people to understand what I mean. And, like, you know, I've been on the verge of death before. It's, I talked about it a little in the last episode. Like, probably more times than once even. But, like, the fact is, like, you're going to die, everybody. What are you going to do about it? You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you going to do that's going to, at the end of the day, set yourself apart from everybody else that was here? Mm-hmm. Or, for you know what I'm saying? Like, how are you going to, what are you going to show for, uh, you know, the impact that you had? Yeah. Yeah, what are you going to do with your life? Are you like, going to do nothing? Like, are you going to, you know what I'm saying? Like, are you going to, it's just, it is it is frightening. And there's an urgency to it. Because it's going to happen. Yeah. You know, it is, it's, to you know, I just, I try to think of it like, it's inevitable, you know? We're, yeah. We're, uh, you know, that's the only thing we're promised whenever we're born, is we're going to die, you know? Yeah. Uh, everything else is uncertain. So I had we're, we're promised uncertainty and death, you know, two and two taxes. Scary, yeah, and taxes. <laughs> uh, no, like two two pretty scary, you know, things to think about, you know. Um, but uh, again, I think that that is what should motivate us to to constantly live every day like it's our last, and um, you know, try to be the best version of ourselves that we can be uh, all the way through our life and up until the day we die. You know, I always think that like. I'm not going to be the greatest version of myself until the moment before I take my last breath. You know, that will be yeah. the greatest version of me that there was, you know, because um, all the way through until that point, I'm going to be constantly trying to get better and uh, doing anything that I can to improve myself mm-hmm. in, in almost in a selfish way in order to be selfless, to give be able to give back more to the world. You know, you can't pour from an empty cup, you know, because I, like I said, I truly believe my purpose is to positively impact the world and other people around me uh you know as many lives as i can um and you know so i've kind of contemplated like man should i just like stop everything i'm doing and you know try to just like give everything that i have now and i you know thought on it and contemplated it and was just like you would have so much more to give if you're selfish now and and better yourself invest in yourself focus on you to ultimately be the best version of yourself so you can give you have exponentially more to give you know for 100 yeah and so like the uh you know I, I always think of it just like selfishly selfless you know I'm, con- I'm i'm just trying to be the greatest version of myself to to ultimately have more to give back to 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 the world and other people's lives around me you know um 
But uh, before we went on, and you were talking about uh, in, to such a, like a deep degree about like the My Chemical Romance song and like yeah. why that song and everything, I was just yeah, I, I had never to, really. I, I meant to. I meant to to bring it. Up. We started oh, we started getting, like, but we had. Right yeah. up, yeah. I was like, you know what? I'll bring it back up. Later <laughs> on. Uh, um, but no, it's uh, no. We've been just we just been rolling, fucking. No, like, I hadn't really thought about that. That de- I knew that that was a dark, you know, album to some extent. He he was talking about death a lot, like... The My I mean, Chemical, you know, just for, uh, in case anybody missed it, the My Chemical Romance album, uh, The Black Parade. Yeah. That's what we were talking about. Yeah, and but Famous yeah, Last Words. Yeah, the, the, the last song on the album, Famous Last Words. Um, but that, that album, that whole album is, like, my favorite album ever. It's a very dark... Uh, it's so funny. It, it is funny to me because I do, um, I really do try to always be a positive, uplifting person. Yeah. Uh, especially because, like I said, of my purpose, you know, just to, I really believe, and I truly believe with all my heart, like heart that, you know, that's my, my purpose here is just to positively impact the world and other people's lives as much as possible. So every single interaction with every single person ever matters to me because you never, you truly, like, it's unbelievable. You have no idea how much of an effect you might have on somebody literally one single interaction like it could be you know smiling at somebody at the grocery store and you you don't even know they might have been uh especially lately you know like mental illness you know uh, uh uh mental health has been so fragile and like such a big topic and like you never know that person might be on the verge of like you know giving up quitting and and calling it quits and just taking their own life or something a simple smile you know to, to somebody to let them know like Hey, you know we there's there's people that care about you, or you know the the world isn't as bad as it seems. Not everybody's rude or whatever. You know that you never know the impact you'll have on people's lives. Um, so it's super important for me to to uh, or for, not not for me but to me um, that you know every single interaction with every single person ever matters. And uh, I was saying all that I, I got super off topic. I'm like the worst storyteller ever. I'll just uh, <laughs> I'll be like, wait, what was I talking about? Uh, but I was talking about. Uh, you know, I try to think of myself as a pretty positive and uplifting person. That's the way I try to be anyways. But it's so funny because I, I like and listen to like so much like dark stuff, like talking about like, uh, like that My Chemical Romance album, the whole album about dying. Like it's mm-hmm. just like really sad, like uh, story of just like suffering and, and uh, yeah. ultimately just it's about a cancer patient that's coming in and out of, uh, you know, coming to grips with, with uh you know, leaving this world, you know, that trying to understand that he's dying and, uh, you know, and he keeps fading in and out of, uh, or falling in and out of love with life. You know, one song is all about how much he's, he's enjoyed and appreciated his life or whatever. And the next song is how much, uh, it doesn't make sense to him, you know, how much he hates it. You know, like, what is this all for? It's, it's meaningless. My whole life was lived just to die in a hospital bed, you know? And then the last song though, famous last words is, you know, switching it up again is the opposite of like, you know, this is, uh, the, the song is called Famous Last Words so it's you know his last words that he's saying right before he dies and it's like uh, just saying how much how worth life uh, you know how much life is worth living I'm sorry can't get these words out but uh, you know so he's ultimately saying that like he was wrong like no life is worth living you know this is the last message I'm leaving you with is just like live your life to the fullest and, and um, you know he lays it all out there yeah and uh, but but the whole album is about death and, and that's why I'm very weird about death in the sense of like we we're saying just 
it's inevitable. Like I try, you know, I try my best not to fear it, but it's so scary. You know, it's like, obviously it's much easier said than done. And I think that's something that people forget a lot or don't not forget, but they don't fully understand. Like there's varying, there's levels to everything, you know? And it's like, uh, just because you're, uh, just because you you think you're okay with death or whatever, you know, doesn't doesn't mean that you're you're really okay with it. You know, in the sense of like might be okay with the idea of it. Yeah, and yeah. then it's like something you know it, it comes close to happening. And you're like, oh my god, no, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not ready for that. Um, but uh, but I I don't want to get to the end of my life and be like you know be terrified or uh, you know of death. I want to be happy with the life that I've lived. So I try to. You know, it, death intrigues me so much just because it's, it's a constant reminder of like, hey, one day this is going to happen, so you better live your life to the fullest right now and try to leave behind everything that you can. Uh, so that's why, that's why, you know, uh, but that whole album, it, I, I love it so much because it just, it's, a, it's so sad and everything, but it's a, it's a constant reminder of like, hey, man, you better be freaking living your life, man, especially just because, and it just reminds you, it, it makes you think too. It, it, to me, it opens up your, uh, you know, if you're empathetic in any way and can put yourself in somebody else's shoes, like to, to think about, to try to put yourself in that person's shoes, uh, it, you know, in the, uh, talking about the, the cancer patient in that album. It's so sad, and it's like, you know, it just talks about how hard his life is, especially with like, you know, dealing with, you know, the, the cancer that he's going through, and it's like, mm-hmm man it's heart-wrenching thinking about like man that's that's reality to a lot of people you know i have a uh i have a, a you know long time family friend um and one of my my mom's good friends for for as long as i can remember her um she had a 13 year old daughter that just passed away from cancer uh this this past week and that's just like dude what like that's insane man and it's just i mean it's just horribly sad mm-hmm. um but you know, like we were saying earlier, like we gotta try our best to remain optimistic and positive and have hope for the future because hope is such a scary thing to lose. And just you know, use you just try to realize how fortunate we are. You know, I think that we so many of us lose sight of that, including myself. You know, there's times when like stuff is hard, and I'm like, gosh, why me? You're like, man, things yeah. are so hard. And then you, you, but if you step back and look at some some of these some. Uh, circumstances other people have to live through on a daily basis you're like man i am so blessed i am so fortunate and um you know i think as shitty as it is we need to constantly be reminded of that stuff or or just try our best to um you know it's it's obviously best when we don't need a reminder when we don't have to have somebody pass away or you know see something bad happen to somebody else in order for us to be like oh man i don't have it that bad you know i try to think i try to uh be empathetic and be able to put myself in somebody else's shoes. That way I can, uh, you know, I love the saying, uh, a smart man learns from his mistakes, a wise man learns from other people's mistakes. And, and uh, to me, it's just saying that, like, you know, you're wise to be able to put yourself in somebody else's shoes and learn from their experiences without you having to go through them. Because then it saves you the the time of, like, actually having to to suffer or lose yeah. in order to grow from something, you know? Yeah. Um, so... If we can be wise enough to be empathetic and put ourselves uh, in somebody else's shoes, see through their eyes, or you know, try to see things from their perspective, and and realize that for one, we're all so similar, and for two, that you know, things aren't as bad as we think they are most of the time. No, like honestly, even the odds of the fact that we were born in the free country yes. in the United States yes. of America, 
is something, and, and I know it's popular and it's easy for people right now with some of the the con, you know conflicting, controversial things going on to be like, oh well, it'd be better if we had healthcare and all this. And like, I'm not saying some of these people don't have points, but overall, it's like, man, when you look at it, we are so fucking blessed with what we have that a lot of other people aren't even Most close to yeah. in the other world. Like, don't have freedom of speech, don't have, you know what I'm saying, they're, they can't even select, like, who they want to vote for. Yeah. They they might not even be free. They have to work at certain shitty jobs and do, you know. It's like we have, we have the opportunity to do and go be whatever we wanted to be. I realize it is so much harder for some people depending on, you know, what the situation you're born into. Mm-hmm. And that affects your life so much. You know what I mean? And so it's just like, at the end of the day, man, I mean, you look at it and people want to say like this and that, but why do you think a lot of these people are coming here? Yeah. yeah that, no, like the, the very people that you're like, oh, we should let them in. They're like, that's that's why they're coming here because they have the opportunity. The land you know of opportunity, mean? man. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. It's like that. those things easily get get overlooked and, and people aren't grateful for what yeah. they have. They're looking at what they don't have instead of what they have. I'm, I'm very blessed in the sense of being able to, like I said, I'm very unexperienced in, in life. Like, because uh, so much of my life I've spent dedicating to trying to be the best fighter I can be. So I've just spent, you know, every single, as much time as I can inside the gym, mm-hmm. which I wouldn't trade for anything. But it also limits my experiences to life because I'm not out doing you know, crazy stuff. Uh, but I try to be as wise as I can or, uh, to me, I just try to be empathetic. You know, I really think that that's like the best way to like really try to feel and, and, and just think the way other people, uh, or just try to put yourself in somebody else's shoes, you know, like try to do that as well and as often as possible. Um, because like I was saying, it's like you get to experience stuff without actually having to do it. Um, and the reason I'm saying is I have a lot of teammates. Uh, you know, I train at one of the very biggest gyms in the world, and um, there's such there's so much diversity there, like so many different ethnicities and people of different cultures, and uh, and and so many just amazing people. I I mean, I love my team so much. It's unbelievable. Like, there's just some of the best, the very best people I've ever met in my life. Um, you know, and it's awesome getting to talk with them and to hear their experiences of life because so many of them are from uh, different countries, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, a lot of, a majority of the team is from different countries, you know? So getting to sit and talk with a lot of them about like, you know, what, you know, how they grew up and, uh, you know, what things are like, what the government's like in their uh, country or, you know, how society is there. And like, it's, it's crazy to me that, yeah, I think that's just something that goes overlooked is like we take for granted what we have here because for most of us we were born here and that's all we know. So yeah. we think this is normal. This, this is normal. 100%. It is normal to us. So we forget that we were just won the lottery and we're lucky enough to be born in the greatest country in the world and and uh, you know if we were to go anywhere you know overseas or you know to travel to other countries and realize like oh shit stuff is a lot different. You know, and like I said, I'm speaking from a limited perspective of just hearing from other people because you know I haven't gotten to uh, do all these things myself. But I'll take it. Uh, you know, I trust the people that I'm listening to, um, and from what I've heard, I'm just like, man, 
we are just so blessed. Like, it's just unbelievable. Like, it's unbelievable how lucky we are to have been born here. And, uh, um, you know, I, I think that, like you were saying earlier, you know, what you're born into, uh, not even, even in different parts of America. Yeah. You know, whether you're, you know, from a wealthy family, a poor family, uh, you know, even different, different, uh, I mean, just even within the United States, we have so many different cultures. You know, there's so many different, you could grow up in the freaking suburbs out in the country, middle of nowhere, or you can grow up, you know, in a big city and, you know, gangs and, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's just, there's so much diversity. Um, but I really feel like, uh, and I'm sure a lot of people disagree, but I, this is me trying to be, you know, optimistic and, and think that, uh, the, the playing field is, is pretty level. But if you were born in the United States and you have your health, I don't almost care what else you were born into. Like, the playing field is level. Like, we have all the opportunity in the world. And the only reason I say it is because, I mean, there's look at the greatest success stories in the world. Like, yep. so many of them are people that came from literally nothing. nothing. Mm. Like, like stuff that I couldn't even imagine. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, how did you make it out of that? And then not only did they do that, they, they were they were who they were because of that and they took it and just did amazing things from nothing you know but what it is is their mindset of in you know mm-hmm. of taking what they were born into and being like this this around. isn't all this can't go- be all there is for me are you going to be a victim or are you going to like take what you have and make the absolute most of it because it's like yeah. it's like you said it is like a level you know, uh, playing field, especially like if you have your health, like to an extent, because it's just like, it's, you know, you can't say some of these people, like you can't say it's like, Oh, well this is, it's like, because there's been so many examples of people that have pulled themselves out of less than fucking nothing out of the depths of hell and made something of their life, man, because they worked their ass off. You know what I mean? And like, it doesn't go to show you that some of these situations are not absolutely unfair. Like sometimes, you know, yeah, your parents like unfair. aren't there for you or, or like they're literally yeah, not or just, you know what I'm saying, you never, you literally, you just, you don't know what's going to yeah. occur in life. And like all you can do, we were saying earlier, is you can change or you can decide how you're going to react to it. Yep. Because if you decide to play the victim role, then yeah, you're never going to go anywhere. Yep. You're never. You're not going to ascend. You're not, and it's sure as hell not going to fall into your lap when there's so many other people taking life seriously that are going to compete to the end of day to be the best in something or to just, you know, do as good as they can in, in said thing. But if you decide, well, there's no, there's just no way I'm going to be able to do it. Well, then of course there's not because you have you don't have the 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 uh, the inspiration, especially the dedication or like anything to bring yourself to that point. Yeah, yeah you're not aspiring to be anything. So I mean, you're a man manifestation is so real and and yeah. uh you know like just being able to believe you know if you can if you can like it seems so cliche but i mean if you can if you can think it you can bring it to life man because um i guarantee somebody else has you know and, and i'm not telling you at all it's not gonna be hard as hell you know yeah. but uh but i think that the the quicker well, you know what we were talking about earlier. It's like I think everybody wants stuff to be easy and comfortable, but it's like that is like the last thing we need because that's just going to keep us so complacent and stuck within our comfort zone. And if within our comfort zone is just a dangerous nothing rose. Yeah, we're just a dangerous place, you know, because it's yeah. just like you know, like you said, you're going to live an, every year of your life the same. You know, it's like then you're going to get years down the road, and you're like, 
shit, I just did the same thing over and over and over and over again. And I really, you know, how much of life that I really get to actually live, you know? And isn't that scary? It is. More than, I mean, I mean, and like that goes along with death, but regret, that's something you should fear too. You know what I mean? Not, not that you're proud of every decision you ever make, but like, Beforehand, like you don't want to be ninety and not be able to do the things that you're like, motherfucker! I should have done this when I was twenty five. Yeah, you know what I mean, like. No, I I love the the saying, you know, pain is pain is temporary, regret is forever, you know, and it's so true because you know I just had a I just made my UFC debut this weekend and uh, didn't go my way. It was a tough fight, man. Like it was, it was uh, it was rough, you know. But like even watching it, I'm just like, you know, I got all cut up. Uh, got beat up. Um, you know, it was a really good, tough fight, but uh, I, you know, I, I took a beating. And uh, but, dude, it was like, I'll take that same ass whooping ten times over because pain is so temporary, but the regret is forever. You know, so like if I would have not, if I weren't to pursue my dreams, you know, I can now say that I've I have achieved one of my lifelong dreams. You know, I've I've fought in the UFC. You know, got to compete at what I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've gotten to compete at what I'm passionate about at the highest level uh, in the biggest organization in the world. And just that alone, for me to be able to, even if I don't make it to be the world champion that I want to be, um, uh, or even if I, you know, circumstances cause me to hang it up right now or something, I had to walk away, I could at least hang my hat and be like, you know, I, I at least did that, you know. But the regret of like, man, I wonder what could have happened if I would have gave all of myself to, to what I wanted to do. You know that would last with me for forever. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that that's something people are very uncomfortable with is like uncomfortability. You know, which is to me is what pain is. Pain is just being uncomfortable. You know, it's like uh, it's very cliche because you know you hear it all the time. Get get comfortable being uncomfortable, but things are cliche for a reason. The reason they're cliche is because they're overly stated. Like people say it all the time. Don't look at it, but it's be, most of the time it's because whatever is being said has so much weight or so much value behind those words and that to me is one of the most you know uh correct statements in life just like get comfortable being uncomfortable because most of life if we're doing it correctly is going to be uncomfortable you know otherwise you're just going to be stagnant and stay where you are and then at the end of the day you're going to be like shit like i didn't do nothing i didn't live my life you know um and then you're going to have that regret you know for forever forever however long else you know you live you're going to be thinking about man you know, what would have been different if I would have taken the chance, you know? And, and that uh, should scare the shit out of you. It does. I mean, it scares the shit out of me, for sure, you know? Me so, too. Um, it's the problem, like, with the people, like we were talking earlier, like, the people born in bad situations that, like, pull themselves out of nothing and stuff, like, that being such the minority in that kind of situation because it's more comfortable for them in, in their situation a lot of times, like, without parents and shit and, like, gangs all over their streets to just like that's what they know like it's so much easier to not like it's takes somebody with the drive in that horrible situation to be like I want to get out of this shit because otherwise like with your comfort and what you know you're just going to end up doing that and that's going to be your life and And it's going to be a short life and the cycle is going to continue then the people whoever comes after you is going to be left to the same upbringing, you know, and then yep. you're going to hope that they choose to go a different route than you, you know, but instead we should all be striving to be better, to leave the next generation mm-hmm. at a better start 
than where we started and hope that they surpass us, you know. And then that way they, oh, yeah. for their next generation, they can start them even further, you know, and, and just constantly be bettering those who are left behind, you know. It's um, why it's easy to place blame and just be like, well, oh, it wasn't for my parents or wasn't for... Yeah. At some point, you have to break the cycle, man. With all this shit, like you have to, you have to evolve. You have to change. You have to like, you have to throw your life into upheaval if you want something different. You want something better for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes, circumstances call for you to to change everything. You know what I mean? Like you don't, you know, um, our paths just. Some of the big choices we make are really what define like our life, like the the next direction, like the next thing, like. And so essentially, your life is made up, and it's made up of all these like little things and these fine details. But there's also a handful of just giant decisions that we make that that change everything. Or, uh, I you know I think where you're going with this, uh, it might not even be giant decisions, but it might be a little decision yeah. that lead to giant uh, changes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like your path without this one little thing. How much different would my whole life have been? Meeting somebody. You know? Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, here I'll give you uh, a really long story, but uh, yeah, <laughs> you're I, good. We got time. You can tell it, then we'll uh, take our hour break. Oh, for sure. Um, uh, so when I was nineteen, you know, as we were talking about earlier, uh, right out of high school, you know, I did. I went to college for like twelve minutes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, we had I did class. Like, yeah. <laughs> I did one semester uh, and was like, man, that ain't for me. So, uh, um, so anyways, I ended up moving to California because I was like, you know, I better, you know, give this stuff everything I got. So I was like, I'm gonna move somewhere else to get different training. I've been, you know, lived in the same place for all of my life and been training at the same gym for all my life. I'm like, I just want to, to, you know, try something new. And uh, you know, I really think that uh, there might be better out there. You know, so so let's start looking for it. So. I was uh, 19, super unexperienced with life, didn't know a damn thing, still don't, but you know, I'm working on it. And, uh, uh, but I decided I'm going to move out to California because California is a big state and there's got to be something great out there. You know, that's yeah. how freaking, you know, stupid I am. I didn't really have much of a game plan. I was like, I legitimately was like, I'm going to pack up my car. I'm going to save a bunch of money. I'm going to pack up my car and I'll just drive out there and then I'll sleep in my car. I'm going to get a gym membership so I can shower. And I'll figure it out, you know. Like I'm gonna drive around from gym to gym till I find whatever gym I like uh, that I think is gonna be the best fit for me, and then I'll try to figure out a job close to it, and then I'll get somewhere to stay. And then, uh, so I was just, you know, I packed my car up and was uh, about to head out, and um, uh, I had some family friends um, that hit me up and were like, "Hey, we were we heard you want to move out here to California." And they just moved out there to California. They're from, uh, you know, the same area as us here in Missouri. And um, they were like, uh, our daughter just moved back home, and we have an empty room. If you, if you know, if you want, you're welcome to come stay with us. And they said they were in Stockton, California. And when I heard Stockton, I immediately thought of the Diaz brothers, uh, Nick and Nate Diaz, uh, you know, famous UFC fighters. Uh, so I looked it up, and their gym was three miles away from their house. And I was like, oh my god, like this is perfect. Like this is like it was such a sign from God for me to like this is exactly where I'm going. Hundred, you know, yeah, yeah. So I freaking loaded up, drove out there, and uh, you know, before I left, everybody was like, "Hey, you know, you should probably like call the Diaz Academy where I was going to go train." Mm-hmm. You're like, they were like, you should probably call them and like, you know, let them know you're coming out, or you know, make sure it's fine if you come train. And I just my whole life I've thought of being undeniable, of everything I do, just be undeniable, work harder than everybody, treat everybody as well as possible. 
and just try to do everything to the best of your ability and hopefully you'll be undeniable you know it's like uh, why should anybody tell you no if you you know uh, treat people right and work hard you know um, uh, which you know isn't the only prerequisite for for anything you know but yeah uh, sometimes you need a certain skill level to even and sometimes that's where you get to start you're like okay be you know be a little better put a little more effort yeah. in, like each day yep uh, but anyway so I was like no you know I'm like I'm sure they get a million calls a day out there being like hey you know I, I want to be if I want to be the best fighter in the world I'm gonna come out and train with you guys you know how much is it they they ask all these questions and take up their time on the phone and then they hang up and they're like yeah he's never coming and they don't you know, nobody ever shows up. So uh, there's just so many people that talk about it and, you know, don't really take action, you know, just with anything in life. Talk is cheap, you know. So yeah. so I was like, I'm not going to be that guy that just calls and, you know, talks and they're going to be like, oh, yeah, whatever. Um, so I was like, I'm just going to show up. That'll, that'll be the first thing, you know, that'll show them <laughs> that I'm serious. Mm-hmm. So uh, drove all the way out there, like a 36-hour drive and uh, uh, got settled in and then went over to where the gym was and it was closed. And I was like, what like what what is this like how, what do you mean so i just waited outside for like hours and i was like somebody you know i went when uh they said they had training and uh nobody was showing up and i was like what the hell so i just sat out there the first day i sat out there for like eight hours i was like somebody's got to show up at some point and uh nobody ever did so went home came back the next day sat out there for like another eight hours nobody showed up and uh, i was like what the hell dude i just seen on their instagram that they were training here at this facility mm-hmm. uh and it's you know it shows that they're here you know, and uh, anyways, I sat out, I did that for five days, like went out there almost every single day, or, or I went out there every single day for almost eight hours, and it was just like, somebody's got to show up or something, like somebody's <laughs> going to come back for, somebody's going to come back to grab a package or like get mail or like, yeah. you know, try to check out the gym, whatever, and uh, uh, anyways, never happened, so I, I was just on Instagram and just started messaging every single person that was ever tagged in like any of the Nick Diaz Academy posts, so started messaging them and uh, finally uh, uh, what ended up being one of my buddies out there, Owen, messaged me back and was like, hey man, yeah, the gym's closed. Uh, we're just moving facilities. You know, it's going to be closed for a couple months. We're working on building a new gym. And I was like, fuck. I moved, I literally just moved all the way across the country, packed up everything I had, mm-hmm. you know, saved up uh, a couple thousand dollars so I could, you know, move out here. And then uh, the gym that I was going to train at was closed. You know, I was like, damn. Uh but he was like, there's uh, an affiliate gym of ours, um, you know, just a town down, you know, it's like 15 minutes further away. Uh, he was like, just go train there until our gym is open, you know. So I, I went down and uh, started training in uh, a little town called Manteca, and uh, it was another Gracie fighter school. Um, ended up being, uh, the coach ended up being one of the best coaches I've ever had in my life. Like, he was an amazing jujitsu practitioner um and uh you know something wild that happened was uh whenever i pulled up to the gym so i asked him like for i was like yeah i'll definitely go train there until the gym opens you know can you send me or you know like tell me the location or send me the name or the address whatever so i can get there uh anyways i pull up and the address to the gym was 407 west main street and that was the same same exact address of the gym that I trained at my whole life back home in Missouri, 407 West Main Street. That was like, wow, that's wild. Like, that's just for some reason, that was like insane to me. I was like, mm-hmm. wow. Uh, so I pulled up, I, I started training there, a little bitty hole in the wall type gym, and uh, really good training though. There wasn't a lot of people, but it was really good coaching. Uh, trained there for a couple months. I ended up meeting 
I ended up meeting uh, a guy named Rudy. Rudy trained at the Nick Diaz Academy, but since the gym was closed, he would come down there and train every once in a while. And uh, so I met Rudy, you know, probably three or four times where he was super good, uh, super awesome guy. Uh, and there was a local gym there just to lift weights. It was called InShape. And uh, me and Rudy worked out at the same InShape. So I just ran into him there quite a bit, you know. So I met him from the gym, from the from the Gracie Fighter Gym, the, the uh, uh, martial arts school. And then I would see him at the weightlifting gym. So, you know, I'd, I'd talk to him and stuff. And uh, anyways, he was good friends with Nate Diaz. Uh, which is the guy that you know owned the gym that I was ultimately trying to go to, and but it was closed, you know, and they're moving and stuff. So, anyways, uh, a couple times, uh, Nate Diaz and Rudy were working out together. So Rudy introduced me to Nate. He was like, "Hey, you know, uh, you know, this is my buddy Evan. I met him out of the gym. This is Nate." So, so I I had had a couple conversations with Nate. Nate seen me a couple times, uh, and then you know. Fast forward a little bit, it's been you know a couple months, and the gym still isn't open. I'm training at this little bitty hole in the wall gym, and uh, I still hadn't got a job because I was like, well, I don't want to get a job, and then be new, newly employed at this place, and then when I my the gym opens up and I get a new schedule, then I'm like, gonna have to ask them to like work around me. I'm like, hey, I train at this time, can I work these hours? You know, and they're like, dude, you're the fucking new guy. You know, like, you don't get to call the shots around here. Yeah. So I was like, that's okay, I'm just gonna wait until I get, until the new gym's open so I can get my schedule and then I can ask for those hours right away, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, anyways, it ended up taking a lot longer than I thought. So I was just out there living off these couple thousand dollars I had saved up and money was getting tight. I remember literally it got down to, uh, I was uh, buying In-N-Out burgers with change. Like I was like out of money. I was like, okay, I gotta get a job. <laughs> so I started working at In-N-Out Burger. Did you? Uh, so I ended up working at In-N-Out Burger for a year because I was like, dude, I gotta stay afloat while I'm out here. So I uh, started working and then finally, uh, you know, this is where this is how the whole story even got brought up. What we were talking about is like how these little moments, little bitty things alter our whole entire life, like affect the outcome of our whole entire life. I was so broke and I was pulling into work one day, I think, and I smoked my tire on a curb and it, it ripped a piece of my rim off. And so I, I messed my rim up and tore my tire. I had to get a whole new tire and rim. And uh, it was like $500 and I, that it broke me. I was like, that was it. I, it had mentally broke me. Not just broke my bank account, which was already broke. Mm -hmm. uh, it it broke. I was like, dude, I had moved all the way across the country to train at this this gym that isn't even open. Haven't gotten to train there once. Didn't get to do what I was planning on doing. I'm training at this little gym that uh, is not where I was thinking. You know, the the training wasn't what I was expecting. I'm only getting to train once a day because that's all the classes they have. You know, I was coming out here to be the freaking best fighter I could be. I'm trying to be, you know, be trained, training a couple times a day. Uh, I saved up, you know, a couple thousand dollars, which was a lot of money for me at the time. All of my money's gone. I was, I pretty much chalked the whole thing up to just a big flop. You know, I was like, everything fell through. Nothing worked out the way I expected it to, you know. And so I freaking went to the mechanic because I was like, I'm going to get my tire changed and I'm basically just going to go home. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to drive back home and just chalk it up as a loss, you know. Uh, I'm at the mechanic. And I freaking pull my, pull that, you know, they, they get my car in or whatever. And they're like, all right, you know, uh, uh, the rim was being delivered to them still. And uh, they're like, it's going to be a couple hours. Like, so they're like, you know, you can sit, just sit here and wait or whatever. So I was sitting there waiting and I was just so upset, man. 
and I was just like that exactly what I was just saying I was just like this is it you know like I lost like that that this sucks you know like I freaking, I'm going back home and uh, nothing turned out the way I expected it to literally I'm like dude I'm just gonna go for a walk clear my head you know like I just don't want to just sit here for hours I'm just gonna you know, walk around so I just I started walking and all of a sudden this blacked out SUV comes rolling up pulls up next to me rolls down the window it's fucking Nate Diaz and he's like hey what are you walking for dude like you need a ride somewhere like hop in I get in this car and he's like I told him what was going on my freaking car was in the shop messed up my room whatever and uh, he's like well I'm going to the new gym the gym that I'm waiting to be open so I can train at he's like I'm going to the new gym to drop off some some stuff if you want to come with me and uh, so it was me and a couple of his buddies that he was with and, and you know I, I went with him and uh, I helped him carry in a bunch of uh, a bunch of equipment and stuff and the whole gym was a wreck all the, it was just all tore up and there was just mats on the floor and uh, the, I met the head coach, Randy Spence, and um, he was like, uh, hey, we're going to be training here tonight at 7 o'clock. You know, it's going to be a small group of us because the gym's not open. It's just, just some freaking mats on the floor. So uh, he's like, we're going to be training here at 7 if you want to come train. So I was like, oh, yeah. Like, that's what I've literally moved out here for. I moved across the country just to come train with you guys. So uh, I showed up at 7, awesome training. And uh, he was like, hey, we're going to be training here at 7 every night until the gym opens. Uh, so just keep coming back. And... I was like, wow. So after that, I you know I started training every night. I went went to their training every single night, and uh, this was several months before the gym actually got opened. Mm. Uh, so I had gotten to train with them for several months before the gym actually got open, and it was I was I I wouldn't have ever gotten to, and mm -hmm. because all because I fucking hit my curb or hit a curb with you know and fucked up my tire and had to be at the mechanic. And I decided to go for a walk. And Nate Diaz happened to recognize me from the couple times I had met him at an in-shape. And he picked me up. And I decided to stay out there. I was literally about to go back home. You know, it was like one decision. Like one thing happened mm -hmm. that... Incident. That, yeah, one incident happened that literally... No telling how much it altered my life. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, it, uh, you know, it, it's insane how much that one incident played a factor in my life you know so it's like yeah. sometimes it doesn't even seem like it's something gigantic true I, it becomes something, something huge that you realize it, but like it puts you at the right circumstance at the right time in the yeah. right place and the odds of that are fucking astronomical yeah. yeah that's i mean to me that's that was god's work for sure you know just like to, i mean it's just crazy looking back at like i was literally about to go home and I, there's no telling what would happen i might have came home and and been training at the same gym I, I started at and just, or, you know, or whatever. And then just after years, just being like, just t thought of it as a hobby or something, you know, because like I, uh, but instead I got to go tr get amazing training and, and, you know, now I'm ended up where I am. And, uh, you know, I like to believe that regardless of the circumstances, I was very driven to where like I was, even if I was training at home for forever, I was going to make something happen, you know, but, yeah. uh, you know, I wouldn't have gave up on my dream is what I'm saying. But it's, I mean, it's unbelievable how much one little incident or circumstance can affect our whole life, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but that's why I feel like we always have to try our best to, like, remain optimistic and, and positive and, and try our best not to, because uh, even, like, dude, I literally thought that was, like, the worst thing that could have possibly happened. I was like, mm -hmm. that was literally the worst thing I could have done. My stupid fault for fucking hitting a curb, you know, like, something stupid. Uh, that was completely in my control. I could have just not hit the curb, and and now I wouldn't have had to spend all this money getting a new tire. And like now I'm I'm broken. It just mentally broke me. It, it mentally 
devastated me because I was just like, dude, everything's falling apart. Nothing worked out how I thought it did. But really, it was everything worked exactly how it was. But we can't see into the future, so we don't know how things are going to play out. So mm-hmm. we don't know that. But we need to be. We need to try our best to. Uh, for me, you know, I, I I just always try to look to God and and you know, uh, put my faith in Him that everything's going to work out and and uh, you know play out the way that that it's supposed to. You know, um, that even when things aren't going as planned, you know, uh, things seems like things aren't going right or even things are going horribly. It might be the best thing in the world for us, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's crazy how these little, little moments, little circumstances can, uh, you know, greatly alter our whole entire life. And then you realize later, you're like, if I had not been there at that time, in that place, in that Dude. situation, and in for a fucking like an incident, like it, like you said, it didn't even have to always be planned. So a lot of the time, it's not. It just yeah. happens, and you're like, yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. Your Look your how that life's changed. Yeah, and your whole life has changed. Turn up serious negative into one of the biggest positives of your life 100%. probably and you said you're like that was your low you're like this I'm fucked like this is this is it you know and then just it could have all you know what I'm saying like like what like you could have been within hours of driving back or you're you know, literally like, like, who knows that, no. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what's insane that's just, what's so crazy <laughs> it's almost pointless to think of because there's infinite amount yeah, of possibilities, possibilities of like what could have happened it doesn't yeah. matter like it's impossible it, it's like deal with what did happen and you Even can't know that, is that you can't know like you can't tell. Mm. I could have died in a car accident on the way home driving from that you know so it's like who knows you don't know so it's like uh, I, I try to always look at everything as like it's meant to happen what do you whether think it's, about whether it? it's quote unquote good or bad I don't even think things are necessarily good or bad mm-hmm. you know because at face value like I was talking about earlier is why I don't like to think it, look at stuff at face value for what it's worth that's a shitty circumstance like I'm just like hey man you fucking took a chance on your dreams and saved up a little bit of money and drove all the way across the country, didn't mm-hmm. get to do what you're going to do, fucking just wasted all of your money and your time and uh, just fucked up your car in order to be exactly where you need to be. You know, it's like, so it's like, yeah, it seemed bad, but was it? You know, it's like, no, not really. I mean, it, it could have been, you know, who knows, but I don't like to look at things as necessarily good or bad. You know, because a lot of you don't know how great. it's going to uh, plan out or, or pan out, I'm sorry. And uh, so just look at things as uh, – try to look at things as a whole in the sense of like like uh, this is just part of the plan, you know. Somehow, it does, and even if it seems like there's no way out of it, you know, it's like this is the end or like there's just – there you can't make it past this. It's like it's going to work out. Just, it's, I just got to figure it out. Just got to keep going. Just can't give up. And uh, it's going to work out. How can you not be grateful when things work out like that? You yeah. know what I mean? It's just, it's hard to even, because despite all the bad, it's we still pull so much out of those moments that who knows, like, yep. if they even could have happened. But it's yep. just like they did. And I know. mean, to me, it was 100% God just testing me and like, all right, man, I'm going to see how bad you want this. And he took me, he just kept pushing me and pushing me, you know, and, and it was all for my good, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just kept pushing me and pushing me and pushing me and was like, all right, when are you going to break? And it hit me. I was like, I broke. And he was like, all right, here it is. You know, I'm not going to let you break. Um, you know, now I'm going to give you. But I just wanted to see how far you were, you were willing to go for it. Gave you another little health bar there. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> you got a rebuy. It did. 
Um, I think we're going to take a little short break, put the ad up, and then uh, return with the good, the bad, and the shits. Introduce <laughs> you to it for the first time. Oh, yeah. Fucking great conversation so far. It's yes. Yes. It's yes. really good. Yeah, oh, sure. no, you've killed awesome. it. All right, we'll be right back, right. ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back after that short little break. Next up, we have our segment, the uh, the ever famous good, the bad, and the shits. Now, in this segment, if you haven't if you haven't listened before, but this is your first time, uh, me and my co-hosts are going to exchange three topics. We get to judge each topic whether we think the perception of said topic is overrated, underrated, or fair. Evan, of course, gets the answer for all of them because he's the fucking guest of honor tonight. <laughs> so, what do you say? You ready for some good, the bad, and the shit? Let's do it. Let's 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 determine if <laughs> things are overrated or not. Uh, what do you got, Elijah? I'll start out. We'll just jump in with the food. I feel like that's always in. Yeah, we were just talking about meals and point. shit. Uh, what's your guys' perception on? I feel like probably one of the most hated. I don't even know if it's a vegetable or if it's just a green, but Brussels sprouts. Dude, I love Brussels sprouts. <laughs> people, people be hating on Brussels sprouts for sure, and I'm like, man, you guys are crazy. Brussels, dude, they have they have restaurants that like. I'm not even kidding. I went to dang. I remember. I don't even remember what it was called. Was it NYY Steaks or something like that? Anyway, it's just like super insane steakhouse. Um, they, you know, there was freaking, you know, hundred dollar steaks, whatever. Um, and, uh, but as like an appetizer or I'm sorry, as like a side dish, they had like, like, it was like a big deal. They had Brussels sprouts, but they were like caramelized and like with, with bacon and like, dude, it was just, I literally had it and I was like, dude, that tastes like a dessert. Like it was so good. I, mean, I couldn't believe it. I was like, these guys got these Brussels sprouts figured out, son. But, uh, but no, dude, I love Brussels sprouts. I think I think they're underrated for sure. Is it Brussels sprouts or asparagus that just smells like shit whenever it's cooking, though? Is it Brussels Usually sprouts? Usually probably asparagus, I would imagine. I mean, I you know, yeah. Asparagus, I, it, I makes know, your, it makes your pee smell. Yeah, right? that's, uh, I mean, that's yeah, true, yeah. yeah. I don't really mind Brussels sprouts, but I'm not a picky eater at all. I'll fucking try anything yeah. on this earth. I think just like almost anything, it's how you cook them. Like yeah, I've cooked Brussels yeah. sprouts that I did not like at all. I've had uh, <laughs> like steam in a bag type Brussels sprouts or whatever, and I get them out and they're like soggy and like mushy. But man, if you put like a little bit of olive oil or something, like uh, like lightly coat them with some olive oil and like season them up, and I'm no freaking chef, dude. I can't even hardly. I couldn't make. I'm, I'm surprised I could make a bowl of cereal. But uh, dude, toss them in some olive oil with a little bit of like like salt, and pepper, or just like some sort of seasoning. And uh, like air fryer, or just uh, uh, put them in a skillet on the stove, dude. Awesome. How do you like the air fryer, man? It cooks shit to perfection. You know, you know what's funny is I'm probably getting this is hey maybe this is a good one for the good the bad the stuff. <laughs> air fryers. Uh, <laughs> I you know I personally like them a lot. Uh, I just don't use. I I've never bought an air no fake announcement. Uh, I did buy an air fryer once and I used it a lot. It was like a little. It was almost like a small like convection oven. Yeah, like like a, like a big oven style one. It wasn't really like just a small basket. It was like a like a 
almost like an oven on your freaking counter. Mm. Um, I think they're awesome, but uh, I just I just am used to cooking in the oven, honestly. Like, yeah. You know, so I just bake stuff in the oven usually, but uh, air fryer's a freaking bomb for sure. Yeah, I think it's there's not much food that it hasn't improved from the way before. I mean, like you cook hot yeah. dogs and hamburgers like, and shit like that on the grill, which is phenomenal always. But like you can cook them in the air fryer too. Yeah. And like I've cooked steaks in there and like yeah. melted yeah, butter on top of them, made yep. them fucking moist and good. I, I just think like, it's really you know just like most things, you know, it's like it's not like it reinvented the wheel or nothing, but it's just added a level of convenience. And it's quick. Yeah, yep. that's yeah. the other thing. Uh, but yeah, fucking. I, as far as Brussels sprouts, I would say fair because I'm not over the moon about them. But I don't really eat them that often either. Yeah. But I mean, they're not bad. Like I like veggies. I just can't bring myself to like every time I end up buying like a lot of uh, fruits and vegetables. I'm like, I buy way too much. And I'm like, I'm not gonna eat all this in like a few days. Yeah. <laughs> but I like fruit more. I feel like that's what most people say. Yeah. But it's well, always I mean, it's, it's always easier nice to eat. Nice and sweet. And yeah. Sugary, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, and it's good sugar. It's it's natural. You know, naturally occurring sugars and stuff. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just. Um, I think that just, especially as Americans, we overconsume a lot of sugar. And, and For sure. Oh, yeah. In general, but, but I'd rather, I mean, to, I do, I love fruit. I'll tell everybody, freaking smash, smash some fruit for sure. Cause, mm-hmm. um, way the hell better than, uh, natural sugar. Well, you know, I think one of the problems is like somebody will have a banana the morning of breakfast and then like follow it up with a Dr. Pepper or something. And now they're like, oh man, I'm eating too much sugar and they're going to be much more apt to get rid of the banana to eliminate some sugar than like a doctor, you know, or some whatever sugary treat uh, that it is. Like they're going to be willing to part with, uh, with the one that's probably better for them than give up what's actually really bad, you know. So like, yeah. um, I, I don't know. I'm just big on eating whole organic foods. If it's not grown from this earth, try not to eat it, which is unbelievably difficult. Like it is absolutely ridiculous and it's very aggravating as somebody that like really tries to you know watch their health you know care about their health all the time uh it's so it's almost impossible to eat clean like truly good especially around here like you know it's like in florida and stuff uh like big big populated areas it's much easier because there's a lot more like health food stores whole foods and uh you know just uh it's it's much more of a culture you know there's more people to yeah. where, um, you know, for one, it's more expensive, you know, so a lot of times, like, when you're in uh, a smaller community or something, maybe, you know, money, and there's not as much money, so people aren't trying to spend, you know, more money than they need to on food, so they end up getting what's cheaper, and then usually what's, ch- you know, you get what you pay for, so what's cheaper is usually some shitty, super processed food, you know. Yeah. Um, I remember us talking one time about <laughs> McDonald's, and people, like, bitching and moaning, they're like, oh, they fucking didn't put the whatever on it, or they left off this, or added on something, you know, whatever. It's like, you're gonna get what you paid for, you paid a fucking dollar, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're really gonna bitch they still put onions on this yeah, thing? Yeah. <laughs> you should be lucky it's got a top bun. Yeah. <laughs> that was what you said, too. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> My I dad was always that way. He's like, "What do you say for Brussels sprouts?" I think they're underrated. Yeah, I think, I, they're, yeah. I think they're good, dude. I think they're fire, but uh, but also nutritionally, like I, you know, I'm just I'm big on fruits and vegetables. You know, getting getting uh, get make sure making sure to get your micronutrients in. You know, a lot of people look at yeah. macronutrients, which are the 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 big stuff. So 
carbs, proteins, and fats. Yeah. Um, a lot of people like to count their macros, which is very helpful, and it's a very good place to start with, you know, uh, tracking your nutrition and stuff. And um, But I think a lot of people overlook micronutrients, which is the small stuff, you know, all your vitamins and minerals and, you know, the, the smaller nutrients and stuff. Um, you know, I think of it like the macronutrients, like we're a big machine, you know, and our macronutrients are the big gears, you know, uh, but the, the micronutrients are the small gears that also make sure the big gears are operating, you know, correctly. Mm-hmm. So uh, can't overlook that stuff. So I think everybody sleeps on the, on the, the fruits and veggies. So I think Russell's not underrated. <laughs> uh, did you want us to judge air fryers? No, I don't care. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Well, no, we, I'm going to say underrated because, yeah, and, and I know it's like another appliance and like there's yeah. different, but I think the convenience, it's really nice. Like I think it... I always say, just kind of invent a word, like, but I was like, it like crispifies the shit. It like cooks it to the perfect it fucking, does. Like, it really does. perfect extent if you get the timing to I'm not saying there's no trial and error first, yeah. because with these magazines and online or whatever the fuck say, like, it's not always the right time. Yeah. Sometimes your air fryer is powerful and it'll burn that shit real yeah. quick. Yeah. Or you get like, you know, say, you know, you use steak as an, uh, for an example. Dude, I cooked a steak in the air fryer a while ago, mm-hmm. and uh, I usually like my steaks around medium, you know, a little, you know, a little bit pink. Uh, not nothing too crazy though, but I had a fatty filet mignon, just like a, it was like a really small, it was only like six ounces, but it was really small in like circumference mm-hmm. and you know, it was almost like a little like circle, you know, so, um, but it was super thick and I put it in there for the same amount of time as I usually do and dude, I cut it into that thing and I took a big bite and I almost threw up because it was like absolutely raw in the middle because... It was so much thicker, you know. It didn't cook through as fast. I had yeah. to cook it for a little bit longer. Um, I've noticed that kind of thing too, where it yeah. doesn't cook shit if it's too like thick like that. Yeah. So you know, it might be, you know, it might say to cook something for this amount of time, but you know, there's just like anything in life, there's a lot of variability usually, a lot of great. great and it area. could just be that that's not the right appliance to cook whatever it is. You yeah. Know what I'm saying because there is, I'm not. While I'll put over air fryers and say that they're good, not they're underrated. I, like, I do think, like, you know, you could always use other shit, too, and, like, it'll cook it just as well, and yeah. the stove's not a bad idea. Or, a lot, like, of, you say a lot you of ways to skin a cat, you know, there's a lot 100%. of... You know, there's, there's, and there's a reason a for it. You could, you could still cook shit over the fire if you wanted yeah, to. Yeah, a lot of, same, you know, a lot of ways to, re- yeah. uh, to get the same result. Yeah. Grill's probably what you the say? best way to have meat, I think. I agree. A lot of, like, yeah, still. it is. It tastes the best. <laughs> and out here, man, we do a lot of fucking grill in the Midwest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think air fryers are probably a little underrated, too. I mean, yeah, yeah, they definitely don't cook everything perfect because, like, if it is too thick or something, they'll, it'll kind of, like, burn the outside then yeah. kind of leave the inside raw and shit. But for most things, like chicken patties and chicken nuggets and, like, most meats and shit like that, it's, like, real convenient. It'll yeah. turn some bullshit into, like, a five-star meal, too. Yeah. Like, it, it, like... It, you know, I, I like your still, word, crispified. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Leave the in- trying to get the that chicken over. meat juicy. Yeah, but like crisp. crisp you found that outside. out that you put like a chicken ch- pot pie in there or something, didn't you? Yeah, that like the, really the middle is fucked. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it burnt. To- <laughs> <laughs> it made sense, but like it's not gonna cook the way it needs to if yeah. it was in the freezer. <laughs> it burnt the hell out of the like casing of it and it, everything on the like all the. Chicken and like veggies and shit were still just frozen. Oh gosh, <laughs> I uh, I have my uh, my food segueing back into this. You could go over a little bit about it. In and out burger. Oh, we've yeah. never thrown Don't that even on the get table. Me started on In and Out. Oh, I'm getting you started. <laughs> Listen, I worked at In and Out Burger for a year, as I, I think I said earlier. 
Uh, dude, I absolutely love In and Out Burger. Um, now I will say, so I think a lot of people's problem with In and Out Burger is people like myself that are like, oh my god, In and Out Burger is so good. So then you go there with the expectations of it being yeah. like this five star burger, just phenomenal, and then you get it and you're like, it's okay, yeah, that's pretty good, mm. uh, because your expectations are so high going into it, and. Uh, um, you can't always be sold on the hype. You really got to experience it. And while it was delicious, I thought too it it just I same mean, thing. It, I mean, to be completely honest, it's probably your run in the middle. Like, uh, so what I always say is, it's not like it's the greatest burger you're ever going to have, but for it being a fast food, like uh, kind of just like a you know any other fast food chain, that uh, it's just so much better quality and like. For one, you know, not to be not to be stupid or nothing, but like the service is always great because like that's something you know. Since I work there, I know how the you know a lot of how they run the company and stuff, and like that's like they stress that so much. Like, um, uh, and it's something that you know working at Indian Burger was really I really am thankful for because it taught me a lot about you know just service in general because you know that's something they stressed a ton is just uh, hey people are coming and spending their hard-earned dollars on our food, you know, you better make sure you give them what they're paying for, you know, and and uh, give them a quality product, and then also do it with a freaking smile on your face. Be thankful for their service, and, uh, you know, that's just the way you should serve people, you know, and uh, I don't think it has anything to do with, like, just serving burgers, you know. It's like, that's just the way that we should be in life is just, like, freaking, when we're served, I guess just kind of be thankful to, to serve people, you know, because, uh, I don't know. I think, I think that, uh, I try to live my life like I'm in service to others, you know, to try to positively impact people's lives and stuff, you know? Um, but through that, you know, you think of service like you're working, you know, and, and usually you get rewarded for, for your work, you know? So if like, if you serve people well, you work well, um, you know, you get rewarded for it, you know? And I don't think that we should look at, uh, you know, people, or anything like especially like relationships like not just relationships as in like our significant other or something but just like I think relationships are the greatest form of currency that there is you know because regardless of like money or anything you can be the richest person in the world and have terrible relationships and be miserable you know so relationships are uh, just having good relationships with people being close with people being able to uh, you know you can have all the money in the world and be a dick and nobody like you you know, and uh, so it's like I think relationships are the greatest form of currency. So, uh, but a lot of times, a good way to build good relationships is to make sure to um, be able to, you know, nobody, everybody appreciates somebody that can help them. You know, that that will help them and uh, do it willingly. You know, so yeah. uh, essentially provide a service. You know, so be willing to, especially your friends and stuff. You know, freaking help your friends out, even if it's inconvenient for you. You know, build. You know, take the time to, to, be a you know or or service others. You know, and do it do it happily, because uh, you're going to be rewarded with it, uh, or rewarded from it with a relationship. You know, I got way the hell off on on that topic, but going back to In and Out Burger, they're fire. They're fire. In and Out Burger is so good. They're so quick. 
reasonably priced. Like, I <laughs> I'm just going to say that's been known to happen on this segment. Dude, I literally, <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm the worst storyteller of all time. No, you've been great. Because I'm like, literally, you even talk about that. I'm like, how did I get look, started? Look at what we what? got, though. We have, a, we have a, like a variety of things we've already discussed on this podcast. Yeah, and sure. it's just like, that's what people love. You know, it's yeah. what we're just talking about. Like, yeah, you'll never know what you get with me because I, have, <laughs> you know, I, I get hit in the head for a living, so I've probably got a lot of CTE and my brain just kind of wanders. <laughs> and, you know, it doesn't function optimally, that's for sure. You've so. tried it now, right? Yeah. Okay. He seemed unenthused. He said, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yep, <Yeah, laughs> turn it in. Yeah. Had it, it's checked shit. it off. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it wasn't. No, it really, it was good. It was definitely like better quality than like McDonald's, McDonald's yeah. BK, like shit like that. And I like those too. Like, I like those shit burgers. We need to get the line burger. fast food. Top yeah. of the line fast food. It Dude, almost, they do it old school too. It's such a simple menu, but they yeah. rock that shit out, man. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> and I'll cool. tell you from being there, like from actually working there, it is super good quality. Like every and again, just going back to like, uh, sir, you know, like them, you know, them being big on how you serve people, you know, do everything mm-hmm. with a smile, and it's same thing, like giving them a, a quality product, like every single morning, like. That dude, uh, a lot of times I did uh, potatoes in the morning. Like you have to, dude, you have somebody in the back peeling potatoes for fucking hours every morning because they they make their fries out of fresh potatoes and stuff, still fried in some shitty oil, you know, uh, just like any fries <laughs> are, you know, uh, yeah. just that that greasy oily stuff is just not good, <laughs> but. They taste fire. They uh, do. But it's, because, it's because they're fresh, you know, but that's how everything is. Like, all their beef, you know, whatever. So, it's uh, it's good. I would say, yeah, it's top of the line fast food. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. And, it, and I always knew the shit was fresh, too. And yeah. it just, it tastes, it does taste good. But whenever you have people just like anything with an enormous amount of hype, it's, it's got to live up those expectations. Yeah. Or you have to manage your expectations. Yes. And, like, a lot of people can't and they won't. So, it's just like... You're gonna you're gonna expect to be blown yeah. out of this world, and that's hard. It's like because after a while, I love burgers, but like you have so many burgers, so many places. It's like okay, well, I mean, I don't know really what stands out over what because I've had a lot of good ones, I've had some not so great yeah. ones, but you know, I For ate them all. Yeah, <laughs> they're my favorite meals. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, it is a very simple menu at In and Out, which like. When I went, kind of honestly, like, I can see people being able to complain about that. Same thing, like, Raising Cane's and shit. Like, you go there and there's not a lot to pick from, you know? But, like, it made it easy for me because, like, I didn't really know what I wanted from there anyways. So yeah, when I got there, I was I'll like, be honest. Sometimes I get overwhelmed with, like, a giant video. I'm like, yeah. what do I yeah. get? I feel like, especially because uh, I, um, uh, I do try to monitor what I eat, you know, as much as possible. You know, it's just being health conscious and... So, like, when I do eat, just since I do put a cap on, like, you only get to eat this much, you know, whatever. It's not like I'm just, like, get to eat whatever I want. Mm. So, since when I do eat, I'm like, I really want it to be delicious, you know. So, I'm like, make sure I'm getting the right, you know, make the right decision whenever I'm eating. So, when you got, like, a super big menu, sometimes I'm like, I don't know what to choose, you know. So, it is nice just having a small menu and you're like, well... We got one of three options here. So, <laughs> what they got the double double? You want a the... you want a hamburger, a cheeseburger, or a double double? What you want? <laughs> did they have like a chicken or a fish sandwich though? Is like a no. temporary. They no, never they, they never did. did. I was gonna say. Yeah. I thought I mean, they had a food something. Yeah, not not for my. But I guess it was. Just I know. They have a they have a small hidden menu. 
They, uh, okay. You know, so it's like you can get. So that's all that's on the menu. I'm pretty sure is hamburger. Three things. It's. I mean, there's more, but it's hamburger for for the burgers. Hamburger, cheeseburger, double double. So hamburger is just one one patty, mm. one meat patty, and then the bun, and then whatever else you want on it. Uh, cheeseburger is one meat patty with one slice of cheese and the bun and whatever else you want on it. And then double double is two meat patties and two slices of cheese. So then you could also have. Like, this is some of the hit menus, like a three by three, three meat patties, three pieces of cheese, a four by four, four meat patties, four pieces of cheese. But it only goes to a four by four because they say it, it, it affects the uh, the integrity of the burger or whatever. Like, the, you know, because it, at a certain point when it gets too big, it's hard to like make it look nice because it's just going to be all falling all over the place. Yeah. So they cap it at four. It's going to um, be a messy fuck. It is. It's, dude, I to, <laughs> anyway. I'll tell you what, whenever I lived in California when I was working there, dude, I'd eat In-N-Out Burger twice a day. I was eating like four In-N-Out Burgers a day uh, because I would go wake up early in the morning, go work. Uh, uh, I would work. I usually did like potatoes, so you get there quite a few hours, two and a half hours or so before they open. Um, do You peel potatoes for about two and a half hours. That way when... Um, when uh, things start start getting crazy busy, which they always are, you have potatoes on deck for like a while mm-hmm. uh, to make all the fries. Um, and uh, so I'd wake up in the morning, I'd go work, you know, six six to eight hours, whatever the shift was, and then uh, get off. I would usually go take like literally like a 20 or 30 minute nap before practice, and then I'd go train, and then right after training, I would go lift for a couple hours. And uh, so I would... I would eat while I was at work. I'd get a burger. You get a burger and fries, like you know, for free with every meal. Then usually I'd always either get an extra burger or somebody would give me theirs. Like they just didn't want it. A lot of the people just didn't eat whenever they were working. So I was like, I'll take all your burgers. <laughs> so uh, and you know, I was like, I was much less health health conscious at the time. I was nineteen and uh, didn't you know, I was, didn't know nearly as much about nutrition or probably hardly at all. Um, still, I'm sure I still probably don't really know much, but. Uh, definitely know a lot more now than I did, and um, so uh, I'd eat you know two burgers for lunch usually with some fries, and then I'd go train for a couple hours, and then I'd go right afterwards. I would just go lift for a couple hours, you know. So I'd get like five hours of extra exercise in a row, and then I'd come back after we got done lifting, and I'd get uh, two more burgers, usually just two double doubles, but sometimes I'd do two four by fours, <laughs> uh, you know. So I just smash out the burgers, dude. But oh my gosh. Um, Would you say overrated, underrated, or fair for uh, old In and Out? I'm gonna say I love In and Out Burger, so I'm gonna say it's fair because I think there is so much hype. There are and there's a lot, a lot of love. There's you a know, lot I wouldn't say it's too. underrated because I would say if it was underrated, it would be because you know a lot of people are like, oh, In and Out Burger sucks or whatever. Or, mm-hmm. You know, and then I'd be like, oh, fuck that. You know, <laughs> it's super underrated. But I think there's a lot of people just like myself yeah. that are like, oh my god, dude, it's the best fast food. That's what I think you could chalk it up to be. It's like the best fast yeah. food. If you were to go to sit down at a real sit down restaurant, I, I'm sure that they could make you a much better burger than In and Out Burger would. You know. But with that being said. I, I will say it's fair because I think there's an appropriate amount of hate and hype, you know? Yeah. People need to manage their expectations. Yeah, too, exactly. And exactly. not listen to so much hype. You, you've had like Whataburger too, haven't you? I have not. No, you, I just tried it a couple years ago when I went to is Dallas. Is it the same? Is it basically the same as that burger? Uh, no, it's a little, it's different, but the burger is fucking good. They have this better? like... Better? You think Chipotle. it's better? Oh, they have different burgers. They're just, I mean, they, they definitely taste different. Like everything is... 
So they have more on the menu? You said, like, you were about to say, like, a Chipotle something? I, well, there's, like, this ketchup. I went down to Dallas to see, like, hang out with Harry one weekend a few years ago. And fucking, so, like, we try, like, he's like, okay, well, you gotta try this, because I've never tried Whataburger. And, like, I mean, from what I remember, I've only had Whataburger once, and I had in and out living out there, I had it quite a few yeah. times, as much as a lot of people. Yeah. So, I mean, I have a better, fair assessment on it, but the Whataburger was, was fucking good. I would just say it was different. I don't know if... I mean, I don't really know if I would say it was tremendously better or worse than, than In-N-Out, because In-N-Out is pretty damn good. Yeah. You know? But, I, anyways. You Dang. Alright, you're going. Uh, it's worth trying. That's what I would say yes. to you, and that's what I'll say to anybody. <laughs> try Whataburger for sure. I always wanted to try it, eventually got to. Yeah, I need to, I need to try it for sure. Yeah, I'd probably say it's fair, too. Just because... Yeah, it does have a lot of hype, but also a lot of people haven't even tried it, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like... Unless you're coastal. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, well, that's part of, part of the problem. Californians love coast. it, mm-hmm. but outside of that, like, if you're anywhere else, like, in the country, it's like you... Unless you've, like, traveled out there, you have family or friends out yeah. there, and you just go out there for something, you're not even going to, like, know what it is. I mean, yeah. you might know what it is, but yeah. you're never going to have tasted it. Yeah. Uh, so unfair. Um, you know, you know, one thing, uh, like we just said, it's only on the West coast. And, uh, so like from working out there, you know, they, they make you, uh, just your, um, what's that called? Orientation. So orientation, like you have like, dude, you have to watch hours and hours of videos of like, just explaining, uh, you know, the company's history, their morals, like what they expect, you know, this is the way everything works. Uh, and it's awesome. I think every company should be like that. So you like have a real good understanding of like how, you know what the expectations are of you you know yeah uh, but uh they don't franchise they're all family owned every they don't franchise in and out burger because they don't want it to tarnish the reputation they're afraid of if they let somebody else buy it they won't hold it to the same standard that the family does mm-hmm. you know so they, it's all family owned there's no franchise there's no like oh you can buy you know just like almost any fast mm-hmm. you can buy your own you know, you can franchise a McDonald's. I'm gonna open. I'm gonna buy my own McDonald's and open it up right here. Yeah, you know, like it doesn't work like that. All yeah. the, only the original family owns all of the In and Out Burgers, um, so they can make sure that the integrity of it stays intact. And I, 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 I had a lot of respect. It's for that. I was like, That's an admirable cool. model. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's there's some things like that should exist, and then of course yeah. you're always gonna have your big ass corporations. Uh, what do you have uh, next for a topic? Um, man, we got. I'm sorry about that. We oh, got no, way off right. on that too. I'm the worst, man. I, I you know what? If you need to, if you need to cut this and just kick me off, like, <laughs> it, like I'm probably. <laughs> no, you're good. No, it's that's the fascinating thing about the segment is it takes you in all kinds of different directions. Yeah. Shit that, you know, what I'm saying like we we got really deep and inspirational and just kind of like you know thought provoking stuff in the first hour and like now we're talking about food and like yeah, our opinions. Of, yeah. You know, saying like goes, yeah. It's yeah. but it's but it's fun and like this is what this is like conversation yeah, about anything and you know whatever the fuck gets brought up. Um, but yeah, you if you think of anything else, be willing to throw it out there at any time. Um, what else you got, Elijah? This one. Good, the bad, the shits. It is directly pretty much correlated for Evan, but like I was trying to think. Who would be maybe a polarizing enough fighter to potentially put on this list just throughout the history of UFC and stuff? So I was like, McGregor. But no, it's not McGregor. <laughs> no? Actually, <Okay. laughs> but it's Chuck Liddell. Oh my God, the Ice Man! <laughs> he was like 
Because back in the era, I remember, like, back when my brother would have it on and stuff, and I would kind of watch it and shit, like, Chuck Liddell was, like, the man, you know? Like, he, dude, was, he was, like... stoning everybody. I mean, that dude had uh, nasty knockout power. I mean, just sleeping everybody. Um, uh, dude, Chuck Liddell is... I, you know, I don't know if we even had this on the podcast earlier. I think I might have just been rambling before we even started, but, like, how I was talking about... Uh, I think we were talking about it. Uh, I think it was on the podcast, but talking about how far the sport has evolved and like how I know I plan on being uh, a world champion. For I mean, I, I think that there's no reason. Um, you know, I try to uh, just like we were talking about, like suppressing our ego earlier. About uh, I don't think I'm, I'm not anything special. I'm not. I'm not doing anything that anybody else in this lifetime couldn't do. You know, um, I'm just gonna try to separate myself. Um, by actually taking action, you know, and I think that's where a lot of the separation happens. Is just like what you said earlier, you know, uh, or you know, one way I like to think about, it, especially like before fights, is uh, we all bleed the same, so we're not that different, but we aren't the same, you know. And what I mean is just like we're, we're I'm not doing anything that anybody else couldn't do. I'm not any type of special type of being or anything, you know. Um, but uh, but I I do believe that. If I continue to always try my best to be my best, there's no reason I shouldn't be the best in the world one day. I think that um, that will be enough. And uh, so I think that I'll be a world champion and be one of the best in the whole entire world, which is pretty crazy. We were just talking about off of the, and this was during the break, we were talking about being 1%. Mm-hmm. You know, Being 1% of all the people in the world seems like it would be, and it is really impressive, and it, it seems amazing, but 1% of 7.8 billion people is still 78 million people. So being 1% to me is just not enough. I'm still just one of 78 million people. I'm trying to be the one. I'm trying to be the best in the world, you know, at, at one thing. You know, obviously, you know, that's not a, a, a accurate number for, you know, there's not 78 million people that I'm competing against in my weight class, you know. For, yeah. So, you know, obviously. Yeah, uh, again, getting... Extremely off topic here. I don't even know how I mentioned it. Literally. But anyway, so what I was going to say, though, is I plan on being the best in the world, but I know that even at my best, the, the, the people that are going to come after me are going to surpass me, you know? But I'm essential. I'm going to be essential. The people that come before are essential in order to surpass them and be better because those people lay the, the you know, set a blueprint or give you a blueprint and, like, you know, set give you a path to follow and um, anyways, uh, Chuck Liddell was one of those people, man. I mean, he was like, he was the man for his time. And uh, he was, you know, had nasty knockout power on the feet. And he had great wrestling. And he just used it defensively. He just would defend people's takedowns to keep them from, keep the fight on the feet, you know. And then find those big overhand rights that mm-hmm. he just was killing people with. But no, Chuck Liddell is the freaking man, I would say. Um, but also, I would say, similar to in and Burger, I'm a huge fan. But I think he had an appropriate amount of hype. You know, like, I don't think that, I don't yeah. think people, like, talk shit on Chuck Liddell. And they're like, oh, the dude sucks. Well, he was fucking killing people, you know. <laughs> people knew Chuck Liddell was the shit. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I would say, I would say it, it, it's fair. He's fair uh, as far as his rating. But possibly underrated, you know. Yeah, I, Modernly, I maybe, because I feel like he's not as known anymore. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, you know, and going back to what we were talking about earlier of like, 
uh, of like once you know I know that whenever I'm gone physically from this earth uh, it's only a matter of time until I'm forgotten it like completely until the memory of me is completely erased you know and that's a good example of like Chuck Waddell's still here you know it's like <laughs> but the sports evolved so much and the world has moved on so much that it's like he's not talked about as much you know yeah. so it's kind of a good example of like uh, but with that being said he's left behind such a legacy that will impact the sport for forever if you go back and you go if you go back and rewatch the old UFC fights Dude, Chuck Waddell was the man, you know, and he's a pioneer. It's it's he's essential to the growth of the sport, you mm-hmm. know. So, um, no, I, you could be right for sure as far as if him 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 being underrated as of now, you know, because he's not talked about. As yeah, much, that kind of makes sense. But but I do think, to be completely honest, you know, and I hate to even be this way, but I don't think he would stack up, you know, nearly as much. Uh, now you know just like I said the sports evolved so much if you look at if you go back in the day and watch uh, some of the old fights um, you know it's unrecognizable compared to what it is now to see how good everybody is everywhere to make it in the UFC now it's not even it's not it's not a question of like are you good everywhere it's like you that's a prerequisite you have to be great everywhere it's like but then Again, like we were talking about earlier, there's just different levels to everything. It's like, yeah, the, these guys are both good on the ground, but this dude is an expert on the ground. You know, they're both good, but this dude's way high. You know, way higher level. You know, so um, I think that was the biggest, that was the missing gap, uh, or the biggest gap back in the day was just there were so many people with so many holes that would get you know exploited. Um, you know, it was basically. A battle of my martial art is better than your martial art. You would get a wrestler against a boxer or a Taekwondo guy against a karate guy or, or a kickboxer against a grappler. Um, you know, and then you had Hoist Gracie come in and show everybody, you know, that jujitsu is the you know, the where it's at. Um, but I think that was mostly because he was just so much better at his one art mm-hmm. that his one art was beating other people's one art because there wasn't a lot of people that were really good wrestlers that could also box. It was basically trying to show wrestling is better than 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 taekwondo or or you know karate is is superior to 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 boxing. You know because it was like you didn't have quote unquote mixed martial artists. You didn't have people that really trained all of the arts. They trained a art. And they went and competed yeah. their art against another person that only competed one art or, or trained one art, you know. But now it's like you would get laughed out of the arena if you tried fighting the UFC and only, you know, uh, you still have you still have specialists, people that are amazing at one thing, but they're going to be great everywhere, you know. They have one thing that they rely on a little bit more, but they're great everywhere just because that's how far the sports evolved, and uh, it definitely wasn't that way back in the day. Yeah, yeah. I remember like, was it like Keith Jardine that yeah. ended up beating Liddell or some shit? Yeah, and Keith Jardine was one of the craziest. Like, he just had one of the funkiest styles, man. You know, <clears throat> um, but that dude was tough as nails, hit hard. You know, never quit. So he kind of um, looked like a maniac too. Yeah, Keith yeah. Jardine. <laughs> yeah, all things considered, I would probably see fair. I think. 
yeah, from like, my perspective. But yeah, you know, you know, I, you know, now that Elijah brought it up, though, I could possibly say underrated because yeah, I can definitely see that modernly, yeah. like in the way yeah. you said how everybody because it has changed. Now, and now there's different now. people to look to exactly. that have been there yeah. and, and done other things in recent years. I think you have to compare people. I think it's unfair when when people compare like like uh, oh Chuck Liddell wasn't that good because you know if he came and fought. Uh, you know, if he fought Israel Adesanya right now, like he would get trashed. Or, uh, well, I guess it was two hundred five. So if he fought Jan uh, Jan Blahovich, uh, man, I couldn't say his name. Uh, Jan Blahovich. Oh my gosh, I cannot say <laughs> the Polish power, baby. Uh, the Polish power. Um, anyways, uh, you know he'd probably get wrecked. But it's like yeah. uh, to me, like that's an unfair assessment because it's like two different eras. You know, it's like there might not be a Jan Blahovich if there wasn't a Chuck Liddell. You know, he might be as good as he is now because Chuck Liddell paved the way for him, you know. And I think that's true with all champions. It's like... It would make sense. I don't remember who I heard talk about that before. It might have been Mayweather. Um, Floyd Mayweather talking about, like, it's not fair to compare that. You know, it's like, who would outbox who? And it's like, well, there are two different eras. Or almost like, uh, you know, one good example I think of, and, you know, I'm overstepping on boundaries because I don't know anything. Dude, I'm the worst. You know what's funny is a lot of people... Uh, think of me as a good athlete and uh, I or, or like a natural athlete like oh man you're really gifted or talented or whatever not true literally the worst athlete anything <laughs> with a ball I am god awful at you would be like this guy is a professional athlete like did you just see him airball 14 three free throws in a row like like what is it how is this dude uh, a professional athlete um but, uh, uh, so anyways, again, freaking just getting way off track. So what I was going to say is I'm stepping, uh, I'm overstepping my boundaries because I don't know anything about basketball. Uh, but like comparing Michael Jordan to Kobe Bryant or LeBron James or something, you know, and it's like, it does, it's almost irrelevant. Like, it's like, it doesn't matter. It's like, there might not be a Kobe Bryant or a LeBron James if there wasn't a Michael Jordan that came yeah. before them to show them what was even possible. Because at the time, Michael Jordan was unheard Like, he, what Michael Jordan was doing was unheard of, you know? Like, he was, like, setting the bar for everybody. He made everybody realize what we were actually, what they were actually capable of as a basketball player. So he raised the bar way above everybody else so now people even knew where the bar was even set to you know so without him there might not be a freaking lebron james or kobe bryant or you know any of these dudes that i don't know anything about because i'm not freaking experienced in in the basketball realm (laughs) but uh um you know i just think it's unfair to you know everybody has their everybody plays their role man everybody has their place and and uh yeah you know, That's like what I was saying earlier, it's the natural natural evolution of stuff. Is like the next the generation to come, the people after you, should hopefully be better. You know, as as yeah. we should hope that they were especially, all showing the way. Exactly, especially as just people in general, we should hope that we continue to get better. You know, hope that we leave the world better for the people to come after us. You know, that's why um, it kills me to think about how uh, selfishly we look at a lot of stuff nowadays especially of like lot you know you can just a lot of people definitely look at stuff as like oh I don't I don't care it's not gonna affect me in my lifetime you know it's like it might yeah. be fucking up people's lives down the road but I'm not yeah. here for it and I'm like man that's that's horrible or the, the world's already on fire fuck it kind yeah. of mindset yeah. like it's, it's already like, going it won't, down it won't burn down before I die so it don't matter you know but I mean I feel like that's like 
is true in a sense like in certain ways the planet itself has really gone downhill but humans have gotten better and better each generation like more we became more like loving towards one another and more compassionate and more like yeah I I, I do agree and I just hope that we're not currently taking step back taking yeah, steps yeah, backwards yeah. like more yeah. than it shows through time and then we're yeah. Vulnerable at the wrong time. Yeah. And that's one of the worst fucking thoughts. Uh, just because the rest of the world, like, you know, you never fucking know what's going to happen. It's yeah. a scary thought, like we were saying earlier. Yeah, it's, there's a lot of stuff. It's like, and not even to go too deep down this rabbit hole, at least this second, because uh, I'll bring up my other. We already judged Chuck, like the Chuck Liddell thing. But what, what's our assessment of Chuck Liddell? I say. Ice, ice. Fair or yeah. underrated, for sure. Because definitely, possibly underrated. Uh, screw it, I'm going with underrated. <laughs> <laughs> you said, though, definitely was, like, such a different era, though, like... Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. he probably... I mean, you would know better than we would, for sure, but in the modern era of things, yeah, he probably wouldn't hold you up. You know what's funny? I would probably say this. At the time, he was probably overrated. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. you know, looking back now, we can say that because of where we are now like we were saying like people are so good they've served far you know they've surpassed him greatly they're much better fighters than Chuck Liddell so at the time he was overrated but now I would say he's underrated just because he's not talked about as much the hype isn't there as much about Chuck Liddell nobody talks about Chuck Liddell being you know one of the greatest fighters of all time now Um, but in his time he was you know Mm -hmm. so I would say it's overrated at the time because of all the hype around him, not being able to see into the future to see how good people were actually going to be. Um, but now he's underrated or underappreciated at least because mm-hmm. without him, we wouldn't have these fighters that are much better. You know, it's like yeah. he's one of the pioneers, just like all those guys. Um, so I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking way too much into it. I got way too much on the philosophical <laughs> side of like, well, Thank you. actually, if you, if you look at it from our perspective, but then back then, you know. No, I think it makes sense, though. What, yeah. uh, who's up next? You, or do you have a topic? Nah, I'll just, I'll, Okay, I'll so we'll, we'll just go else. from there. I'm, I'm going to throw it back to something we probably haven't even thought of in years, but just for some of our friends, too. Mm-hmm. Fucking, so you were talking about, like, just playing games and shit earlier. So, you guys remember it. Uh, what is your perception of Flappy Bird? I was thinking oh, you were to say that. <laughs> way overrated. Was it, yeah. Way overrated. For sure. Did you, I mean, did you fuck with it? Or we were like, no, dude, cool. I missed the whole Flappy Bird You didn't give a fuck. Like, like, and if you didn't have the following, no, got it was gone. It. I got to play it for a little while, and I was like, and it was very addicting. Don't get me wrong. It was very addicting. Yeah. But again, it was just one of those things that was just like the hype. You know, it's all about the hype. It was simple it's, as it's, fuck. It's the expectations thing. It's like. Everybody's talking about Flappy Bird, and uh, it's like, what? You just click on a screen and hope you don't run into a pipe yeah. or the bird? <laughs> what the fuck? How is this game so good? But then I get, I would sit there and I'd play it for like, you know, hours at a time because I'm like, how the fuck am I only getting to a score of three? <laughs> that's that's how it won though, is yeah. because it kept you fucking yeah. playing. No, and it was, and they're they're they were ahead of their time in the sense of like, just you know, the same way TikTok is now. Like yeah. they were so good at like, cause you. Wasn't it? Uh, you when you died, you could immediately. All you had to do was touch the screen and retry again. Yeah, yeah. So it's like literally oh, so. one. You were one click away from playing again. So you were. <laughs> it was so easy to just be like, "Fuck, one last time." 
Yeah. One last game. Yep. One last time. One more. One more. One more. <laughs> and it's just like TikTok now. It's like it just automatically goes right into the next video. And then you then you're sitting there and you're like, whoa, where has the past three hours gone? Like I just watched so many videos because it just kept going. It was so easy yeah. for you to sit there. You, there was no, you didn't have to go search up another video or, or you know it was it was right there. It just kept going, you know. And uh, they were ahead of their time in that for sure. Oh yeah, they hooked you and then they got you. They reeled you in, Dude. But then they got shut down because it wasn't something crazy. They, like, they killed themselves. Or it was I don't fucking. It was some girl like she, I don't know what happened. I don't know. Exactly. I don't know what it was. It was like it was something about that and like a phone and I don't yeah. fucking know. Like I mean, that, they're still pretty massive though. Again, yeah, I don't I, now. Yeah, I, I hear like people. My brother shares them with me all the time, and my girlfriend and shit. Like always watching them. Like I feel like everybody, Actually, everybody I'm around. No, like uh, fucking TikToks. <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> dude, I thought you were talking about Piper. I was like, wait, they share what with you? I, I have. <laughs> oh, actually no, played TikTok. Flappy Bird on a Facebook though not too long ago. Somebody oh, really? shared the shit, the actual game. Oh shit! And oh, wow. I was on there for fucking forty five minutes. Uh, no, TikTok is. I don't even have TikTok. I don't even no, know. I I've never really because of that. I had it for like a week, and I was like, I am spending way too much time. But Instagram is smart as shit, and now they have their own TikTok with their reels, and uh, that stuff will get me too. I'm like, man, it's it's just, and I I, I think that I'm a fairly, you know, uh, motivated, disciplined individual, you know. So I'm like, I have pretty good self control of like, all right, dude, put your phone down. You're being, you know, you're wasting your time. But sometimes, man, you'll just get sucked into like you won't even realize it. And you're like, oh my god, I just spent the last hour just watching reels <laughs> on Instagram. I'm like, damn you, Instagram, and you marketing geniuses of like just being able to like, they're so good at just and, and especially the way the algorithm works of just like showing you exactly what they know you want to watch. You know what's funny is like my reels compared to like my sister's reels. It's just not even the same at all. Like, get, like yeah. you know, I'm all mine are like workout, you know, th- motivating, uh, motivational speeches and like like fights for sure, you know, and like uh, you know, just stuff along those lines. And like, I'm sure like my sisters would be like, cleaning lady, you know, like how to, the best way to to, to clean the, your sink, you know, because she <laughs> she's a freaking mom and she's a she's a killer mom. She's an amazing mother and. Uh, she, uh, you know, that's what she dedicates her time to is like just freaking being the best mom she can, you know. So she's like always watching cleaning videos and like cooking and, you know. So it's like her her algorithm, uh, the algorithm, you know, generates such a different uh, outcome for the reels and stuff. And it's like she's so genius of like showing us exactly what we want to see to make sure our attention stays captured. It does. They they always program it to exactly like your Dude. interests are just you know you see it on like Facebook all the time. You see it on uh, some of the other apps and things that they'll know you like click on or retweet or otherwise like or share. Yeah, it's like they always market like a certain you know degree of that towards you. Yeah, and you're gonna, that's why you like talk about something and fucking twenty seconds later or however long after an hour later like you'll see an article like, yes pertaining so, to it on Facebook. So what was the what were we just talking about? Whether it's Flappy Bird. Okay. So let's get an assessment on this real quick because I want to. I th- I thought of one and you basically just said it, but uh, so I would say Flappy Bird overrated one hundred percent, hands down, no doubt. Yeah, bro. I mean, for its era, for sure, it was definitely kind of overrated. But once again, very, very, very addicting. 
And yes. one it, of the most aggravating fucking things. It is. Was whenever <laughs> you had the opening, like, down at the very bottom of the pipe. So you drop the motherfucker all the way down there, you get through it, and the next one would be all the way at the top. And you'd have to, like, tap the shit out of it, and you could never get up there. It's like, who the fuck can do that? <laughs> Nobody can do that. What do you expect from me? <laughs> it's like, you don't... It's like this game's impossible to get past 20. set up for failure. Yeah. Uh, so what was your assessment? Uh, well, that was my topic to you guys. Yeah, oh, overrated uh, oh, too. Oh, my fault. Just for the oh, no, fact no, that... No, no, you're good. It also just... I'm you not. never leave that game happy. Because regardless of, <laughs> of what your score was, you still ended up it fucking up the game. It pissed. probably got a little overrated, especially if it ended the uh, the way it did with all that shit, where they're like, we yeah. gotta take this shit down. It's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. But like, I mean, it was addicting for sure for a while. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, it's memorable. We're fucking talking about yep, it. Yep, 100%. It's how long after? Eight years? Yeah. <laughs> Nine years? All right, so I don't know if this is even something that you, would, you could even put... Say whether it's overrated, underrated, or fair, or whatever. But like, look, we were just talking about like, how much do you think that our phones and stuff are actually listening to us? And the reason I say it is because of like, what we were just talking about, like the algorithms and like showing us exactly what we want. I know undoubtedly that there are times when I like talk about something. Like right now, like if I were to talk about uh, what's something totally random, Irish Spring body wash. Just random, you know. I wouldn't doubt if I'm gonna get an ad later on on Instagram or something of like, make sure you're cleaning your testicles with Irish <laughs> body wash. You know, like, like it's something just completely random, crazy gonna pop up. But it's because it's for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, how yeah. much do you guys think that, it's that, dialed, that actually happens, or do you think it's kind of like a perception thing? Like now that I just thought about that, now I kind of have like. Now it's in the forefront of my brain, like, uh, because I do 100% believe in that. You know, like, just like, say you get a new yellow car, you know, and it's like, uh, since you just got a, a car and it's yellow, now all of a sudden you see so many yellow cars, they stick out to you on the road. You're like, oh my gosh, I never even realized how many mm-hmm. yellow cars there were. Mm-hmm. It's not like you just, people figured out you got a yellow car, and they're like, I'm gonna go drive with this yellow car guy, you know? <laughs> it's because it's, now it's, brought to your attention and you you focus on it more that's the same reason why it's so important to be positive all the, as much as possible because when we're trying to be positive we're going to find the positive and stuff same way that um you know on the contrary of like if we're negative that's why it's so poisonous because when we are thinking negative we can find the negative so often because it's the same way it's not like it's not it's probably usually not like more bad stuff happened to you it's just that you pointed out and focused on the bad stuff that was happening, yeah. you know. But anyways, uh, how much do you think – do you think that that really plays a factor a lot in the sense of like uh, how much do you think our phones and um, technology are, you know, are listening, tapping into our conversation to use like marketing tools and stuff? I. I think it's sort of been exposed to be known to like do yeah, that to some sure. extent. Like, and then especially whenever all those fucking years back, whenever like Snowden said, "Oh, the government's listening to all your," you know, what I'm saying yeah. everything. I don't know. I mean, I, I definitely think I think it's geared to like some of the stuff you may have liked or like looked up on there, just whatever. Yeah. So oh, I think yeah. it's calibrated for sure with the very moves 
that you make when you're on your phone and what yeah. you look up and well, such. Well, all your apps even ask you now, like, that we would like to yep. track across other parts. All that's being weaved together somehow yeah. and orchestrated towards your very person. Yeah. Somehow. Um, so, I mean, I think it is happening. Yeah. Uh, but... Like I said, I don't know if that was a uh, question for whether it's overrated or underrated. I guess, like, the hype of it, of, like, people being like, oh, the government, you know, like, they're always, li- stuff's always listening. It's just something that's going to come with using the apps and the tools, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to have to either just be on there, and like what you said, it's just, a lot of times now, like, what I find myself doing on social media, like, if I'm not just trying to put something positive out there, if I'm feeling positive, like, I really try to advertise and, and kind of distribute the podcast is my main stuff I try to do now. I don't really even put a lot of, you know, too much personal stuff on there anymore. Like, I just really try to advertise that and get it out there. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, but like you said, sometimes you just, it's just, you're spending so much time on there and you don't even want to be on your phone. But, you know, if it wasn't for all these things, you need to brand and market yourself yeah, for, for sure. And about, um, but yeah, what do you think? I mean, I think they definitely do to an extent, just like, at least it's too fucking coincidental sometimes with yes. like, yeah. I'll, I'll just be having a conversation about, you know, like, like Pepsi or something, and then, yeah, I'll get on social media and the very first ad will be Pepsi, and it's mm-hmm. like, come on. Like, this is too obvious, guys. Yeah. Like, you can't... At least try to hide or something. <laughs> like, this should be like a one-day wait. Like, oh, we know he was thinking about Pepsi. Tomorrow, we're going to bring it back up. And, yeah. You know, that way, it's not too fishy. Yeah, why would you... Why <laughs> would you do... Why would you do 15 minutes down the road? Yeah. There's, like, little voices in there, and they're fucking just coming up with this play and just putting yeah. it out there at random time. Like, oh, he said Butterfinger. Put that, <laughs> put that shit. <laughs> put that two for 20 deal in <laughs> Jesus, what... Fucking, um, uh, and the craziest thing is, I had like one of my coworkers and my manager at Pizza Hut. He was like looking for car insurance, and uh, one of my coworkers was telling him about like Liberty Mutual and like how he was getting a pretty good deal with them and shit, and like was kind of giving him some details on it. And he said he like had never he never signed up for any newsletters, like never even went on their site. And Liberty Mutual started sending them emails and shit about, oh, like, signing weird. up for their insurance. Now, I will say, <laughs> Liberty Mutual, I do, I don't give a shit about Liberty Mutual, but I see their advertisements all the time, bro. <laughs> yeah. like, they do or a TV. good job marketing. Like, they have some funny commercials, too. One of my favorite ones is uh, the guy, he's, like, an actor. He, they're, trying, he's, they're trying to get him to talk about, you know, Liberty Mutual. Yeah. And uh, he's, like, a... Uh, Liberty Mutual can and he was like, he got this like he's trying so hard but he's like Liberty Liberty yeah. cut and he's like and then he's just like Liberty Mutual can save you what's my line and they're like oh my god like he's just yeah. such a hassle of work but I just love you know what cracks me up about is just that that one party says Liberty Liberty and he's like oh <laughs> uh, who's up next uh, that was me know. so it was it was Elijah that's me what you got what we got? A couple more? Yeah, I think he's got one, I got one, and then if you want another one, it's a totally I'll try Well, this one yeah. might oh, yeah. just and be a... How until we're done? I mean, I guess you could do overrated or underrated, but this could just be a fair or unfair, but like, what do you think about the expectations put on high schoolers? Like, not just like from, but just overall, like from parents, from like counselors, from coaches, from teachers. In what aspect? Are the expectations of 
you know, like sports or just all of it, like more probably because there's like so much that is put on you at that age and stuff, like trying to figure out your life and your parents putting the pressure on you doing that, and your teachers to keep your grades up and get to college and your coaches. That to, I think is probably unfair. Is like because you're trying to make it. It's a, you're essentially trying to figure out what do you life. want to start doing for the rest of your life. You know, and, and, and that's just the way I think of it. Of like. Like, especially in the sense of college, you know, like, what are you going to go to school for to get a degree in that you're going to spend the rest of your life focusing on, you know? And, and that's not always true, you know? But, dude, at 18, I, man, I can't tell you how much differently I thought when I was 18. Uh, even 19, even 20. And I know right now, 25, this is the greatest, the best outlook on life, you know, the best... Uh, mindset I've ever had, you know, this far in life, I've continued to grow and evolve, whatever. I know years from now, I'm going to look back and be like, 25, dude, I didn't know nothing, you know? And yeah. I know it's only going to keep happening. So, uh, I just think that 18 is early on, man, but like, I wish that, we kind of mentioned it earlier, I mean, I, I just think public school in general is just freaking whack. Like, like, uh, I just think that we waste so much of our time, like, what we're being taught, like, we're not taught I don't know. It's just so many value, so much valuable stuff that, like, uh, you know, I have to be a huge conspiracy theorist or something, you know. But like, uh, since the pandemic, I kind of have been not a huge conspiracy theorist, but it's just, you know, I think <laughs> since been, the pandemic, there's a lot of stuff that's came out about, especially the government. You it know, was that's true. Like, that's they been came like out. proven to be true. That's like seemed like a crazy conspiracy theory. You know, or they want like, us to think it was all somehow this is you know coincidental. It's like I don't know about that. NASA yeah. confirmed UFOs and shit. They're just like they're, they're trying to sweep yeah, that under the rug. But I you know I think that there's a lot of stuff they want us to neglect in our education because you know you what if you want I really do kind of feel like the government wants us to be. Uh, as dependent as possible, you know, because, um, you know, honestly, at the end of the day, the government's a business, you know, and it's like, they want our business. They want us to depend on them as much as possible. Mm -hmm. And same way with like, like healthcare, you know, it's like, I think unfortunately a lot of, a lot of healthcare isn't necessarily thinking about what's best and what's for your best interest in your health. It's about making money it's about making sure they don't lose a client you know they don't they don't they don't want to heal you they don't want to fix you they want to suppress your symptoms temporarily to where stuff will come back and now you need them again you got to go back you know so what do you know and uh so um what is that you know what is that saying it's like uh, uh a a patient cured is a customer lost or whatever you know um you know and i think sometimes that i think now, I do want to say, I think uh, there's, just like in any field, there's people that are exceptionally good at their job, and it's usually because they care a lot, and there's people that aren't good because they don't care, you know? So it's like, you could have an employee at McDonald's that's like, just a freaking bomb. Like, he's just like, super, you know, they're super happy, always positive, like, you know, trying to make a, an impact on even just the customer's day, you know, certainly providing them a great service, making sure the food, the food's done correctly, or you can get somebody that just doesn't care at all and just like, you know, it's like, what, what can I get for you? 
you know, and and it just it just throws your burger into a freaking into the bag. If you open it up, it's all sloppy, and it's like they're the same job, you know. They're both McDonald's employees, but one's way better. One cares about what they're doing, one doesn't. You know, I think the same can be true for any any job. You know, it's like even in government or that health, you know, healthcare. There's, I'm sure there's. I really do think. With, or a big one would be like police officers. You know, that's been a big debate, you know, a big topic lately, you know, mm-hmm. like with all the police brutality and everything else. It's like, I don't think, uh, I don't think police are bad. You know, actually, I'm a huge, I, I think, speaking of overrated and underrated, man, it, that's something that, like, man, it, it, it infuriates me. It drives me crazy to see how much hate and, like, uh, backlash, like, so many, so, so many police officers and stuff, you know, are, are you know um, uh, that they're they're getting you know so how much for man people I, I think people just don't even understand how much how difficult and I don't understand I'm not a police officer um, I don't understand what it's like but like I just again try to be empathetic and put myself in you know their shoes and like dude they go out every single day and like risk their life just to you know try to make sure that um, our society is like held to a standard and working correctly that way it's not just freaking anarchy and chaos you know yeah and so, there, there has to be a balance between chaos and order and like like it or not like you know what i'm saying we need police officers to do the job that they're supposed the rules, to do yeah. and yeah and enforce the rules and the law and like the other thing is is it's not all of them you know what i'm saying it's very few that happen to fucking yeah. like not well i'm sure there's more that don't get in trouble but like there's now it's just like there's cameras, there's shit everywhere yeah, like that is going to see all this shit. It's harder to tie But that. it's got to be a hard yeah. job. I mean, you're dealing with people that actually are fucking yeah. breaking the law and like doing a lot of crazy yeah. shit. And like it's, I'm sure the shit you see, you know, day to day and like, yeah. um, you know, you don't see, it probably doesn't put the greatest thoughts in your mind and shit. But it's just yeah. like at the same time, you can't let the power you hold, like we were talking about earlier, yeah, corrupt exactly. you. That's exactly what I was going to say is like a lot of times power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely you know it's like you freaking uh people get power hungry and it's like i think that um the same way with my mcdonald's employee uh analogy of like there's good and you know there you can be somebody that cares and somebody that doesn't you know it's like you can go into something with uh the right intentions or the wrong intentions and uh i think if you i think a lot of these police officers that are being caught you know um, and uh, for you know, with with the police brutality and or just just shitty cops, you know, it's probably because yeah. they're probably pretty shitty people. Yeah. Um, and just probably went into the job wanting to be ha- actually have some power for once, you know, like they wouldn't be in a position of authority that way they can enforce, uh, you know, the power onto other people, you know. Yeah. And uh, and then I think there's wonderful people that go to the same go to do the same exact occupation that are like. I want to jeopardize my life and well-being uh, to make sure that other people are safe and are my community is taken care of, you know, like, that are completely selfless with their uh, intentions, you know. Um, and they're both labeled the same thing. They're both a police officer, but two completely different people, you know. It's like, there's just so many gray areas in life, man. It's just, it's you can't freaking... You can't. It, we we need. We got to stop blanketing or just umbrella. You know, putting a you know a bunch of things under one category. Yep. Uh, and yeah, and in whatever the popular flavor of the week fucking perception is to have, whether it's the yeah. right or left, you know, take just 
at face value without looking at anything else, assume it's this or that, and, like, that's how we should fucking judge it. Well, that's my tribe, so I'm going to go with these. Yeah. It's like, man, are you fucking, like, a, like a, literally a one-dimensional human being? Yeah. Like, there are s- either anybody like that's like that. There is so much more to look at than just looking at stuff at face value and not fucking looking into the situation or looking into the, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. anything like that. There's way more gray in everything. Yeah. You know 100%. what I mean? Like, and, and it just, but people like instant, they like to judge instantly because we get everything fucking, you know, like how impatient do we get over the internet fucking fucks yeah. up? And we're just, it's like, cause we have these fucking, some of these thir- uh, like first world privileges sometimes and we like lose sight of like, oh, like, yeah. like it goes back to earlier, like being as blessed as we are and everything. Yeah. And it's just like, it's easy to get caught up in this in the stupid bullshit yeah. and, and well, like you just said you, we kind of live in the era of like instant like we're so blessed with the internet mm-hmm. so it's like <clears throat> uh man who was it i forgot i think i was just listening to it on the joe rogan podcast but they were like uh i mean this was a while ago or something but um they were talking about you know i don't want the i don't want the encyclopedia i want the i want the textbook I don't want the textbook. I want I want the lecture. I don't want the lecture. I want the YouTube video. I don't want the YouTube video. I want the I want the uh, Spark Notes. I you know I don't want the I don't want the Spark Notes. I want the tweet. Uh, you know I, so what basically what it was is like every single thing is like getting more condensed, and uh, because it's easier. You know going back to what you were saying earlier about like everybody wanting things that are easier. It's like Instant dude, gratification. everything takes time. Every to be to really know. All right, to be, for thing, you know, to get the right, I don't know, nothing good's gonna happen fast, you know, not usually, and uh, so like, just immediately taking a story, uh, like you said, at face value, and just like, you know, without digging deep into it and trying to understand the backstory or like whatever, um, uh, you know, it's just it's just so much easier to look at stuff on the surface without digging deeper and trying to figure out and understand, you know, especially in the, in the instance of like, uh, with people, we're so quick to judge people very quickly because, um, because when you dig deep and you like, if you really try to understand and like understand, you know, maybe look at like the motives or like why stuff, you know, why somebody did something, you might start realizing like, Oh wow. Like they weren't, they're not that much different than me. You know, it's like, they, uh, it's, I see it all the time. You see good people make bad decisions, you know, and it's like those bad decisions get emphasized and caught on camera. And then it's like this good person that is inherently good, you know, almost mm-hmm. the majority of the time, 95% of the time they do the right thing and they, they do good stuff. But just like all human beings, I know I, I speak for myself, especially like I'm susceptible to like making stupid decisions or maybe at times like you're tired or you had a bad day and you're on edge and you freaking call somebody something mean that you would never usually normally do and it's like that's one time that somebody has their phone out and is recording you and they just see you in front of the whole world now that you're freaking calling this dude an asshole and now they're like oh man this dude's a dick because um you know whatever but uh anyways i think um where i was going with that was just that uh the ego is like we want so many people uh, because of our ego we can't it's hard for us to accept that we don't have to understand or know something you know with our ego we want to think that we can understand and know everything Um, 
And uh, I think that when we can su- suppress our ego and be okay with like, I don't have to know. I you know I'm not even capable of understanding of everything. You know, it's like I just, uh, you know. So I guess what I'm trying to say is like you know with judgment, you know, be be slow to judge somebody because you might not know the full story. And there's just like you're saying with the gray areas, there's a lot more that goes into it. And I guarantee you that person is much more alike. Uh, much more like you than you think, you know. I heard something the other day. It was like the most personable things are usually the most common. And what it's basically saying is like what we think is like most secret about ourselves um, is usually what's most common about everybody else too, because they also have those same secrets and like feel the same way. And like, because what, dude? We're same thing as I said earlier. You know, it's like we all bleed the same. We're not that different. You know, but. We're also not the same, so um, yeah, kind of just went off on a long tangent. I don't know where all you're good. We're, I think we were talking about like the expectations of school and like, yeah, yeah, all that. I mean, I would probably say overrated because I mean, I think, and it's also like a great deal of responsibility. What when at the same time, the way it's it's gonna sound funny, but like the way it's conflicting is like you're making all these decisions, you can be, you know. You the thing is, I mean, I know that's unpopular, but like you're also kind of making the you know if you're if you're getting a loan or wherever you're gonna, you know, that's kind of a decision you're making though, either to accept that and like you're be like okay, well fuck, like now I'm gonna be in all this debt and shit, and then at the same time it's just it is a crazy, and I'm not gonna say that's not unfair because it's a crazy amount of responsibility when you're still asking to piss a teach, you know what I'm saying, like to a teacher whenever you're still in high school, you know, yeah. I mean? you're getting ready to take on all this money and all this debt and all this responsibility, and like you gotta. Asked to go to the bathroom? Yeah. Like, I mean, there's just, there's so many, like, thing points of uh, confliction in there. And, like, I mean, just with the with the responsibility they kind of bring upon you in general. But I don't think... I, I don't think they entirely gear you ready for all yes. the different options that life yeah. can, can offer. Because it's not always college out of high school. Like, it's, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's the military. It's this. It's sometimes <clears throat> some people go work with their parents. Trade and school or Trade school. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, you yeah. did something way different. It's, yeah. It's... MMA... I would, I would, it's that's a different route. I wouldn't recommend. I, I would say stay in school. Actually, that's I, have a, I have a video of me getting gurneyed into the hospital after my last fight, and say I'm all bloodied up, and I, I said stay in school, kids. <laughs> like, like, I'm just playing though. Like I mean, I really had that video cause, just because I thought it was hilarious. But um, dude, I wouldn't trade what I do for nothing, man. I uh, there's something special about you know what I think we. Dude, everybody, I truly believe this with all my heart. There is greatness. Like, there is truly greatness inside of every single person ever. And that greatness lies within your passion. And that's what we need to focus on more is finding out what people are passionate about because that's what you're going to be great at. And why would we not want people to be great at stuff? You know, like, and within that, I guarantee with how diverse people are, with how many, man, people are so different. Uh, you know, like I said, we're all the same, but we're very different too. You know, like my interests are so vastly different than your interest in compared to their somebody else's interest. You know, it's like with that being said, like with how much diversity there is, there's going to be people that have passions that will cover everything we need to do. We, I don't think, I don't think we should be worried about like, well, if we just let everybody do what they're passionate about, then there's not going to be people that are going to do jobs of you know for this or or that. You know, it's like I think there's going to be plenty of people. Uh, with that being said, there's going to be people that even if they are capable of discovering their passion, 
might not have the drive or determination to do what it takes to be great because that's what it, I think separates us all because we all have that greatness within us, but it starts with figuring out what your passion is and then uh, putting in the work. That's what it's hard. Yeah, you know, it's and like we could, and there's a lot of people that actually make it to the first step and figure out what they love, but they aren't quite willing to sacrifice everything that it takes to find their their greatness within within them. You know, mm-hmm. but I do think that's something that we should work more towards and uh, try to help everybody figure out that way they can at least do something. Maybe they don't do it at the highest level, but like maybe uh, you know, for me, for example, it's like I want to be a world champion in the UFC. You know, and it's like. Maybe I don't have the sacri- the discipline to do what it takes to be the best in the world, but maybe I find a job with the UFC that, you know, that way I, I at least, um, or maybe I figure out how to um, start promoting local fights, you know, even at a lower level, you know, and it's just like, that way I get to be involved in something I love, uh, and I'm not stuck in this trap of like, this man, I got to work this nine to five job that I freaking hate, but I got to do it because I got to pay the bills and I got to freaking, I got to, you know, pay for this car that, you know, this nice car that I want because, you know, it makes me feel accepted by people because that's the way, you know, I'm, I, uh, you know, people, people value materialistic stuff too much. So they're thinking like, oh, if I don't drive a nice car, you know, I'm not going to be accepted with, with my peer group or, you know, whatever, you know, it's just, I think that we should, I think school should be, um, and I'm definitely not saying, uh, you know, it should be only geared towards figuring out what you're passionate about. Yeah. Um, you know, because obviously, you know, I said it earlier, I think we might've been not had the podcast rolling, but I was talking about how, um, well, I mean, I went to, I went to college. I always joke around. I'm like, yeah, I went to college for like 12 minutes after school, you know, because like, because I only did one semester, and there's people that spend years and years and years and years to, you know, that, that you know, go to college. So I say I only went for such a short amount of time because it'd be like somebody going to one MMA practice and be like, I'm an MMA fighter. And I'm like, eh, you know, maybe not. But, um, uh, but what I was going to say is that I only went to school for such a short period of time, and I hated it because at the time my mindset was was wrong, and I didn't I didn't think there was that much importance to, like, education you know because coming out of school I was like and I didn't like high school like why did I'm not gonna like college and so I went to college and like um, but now looking back right the way I think now I'm just like I'm so in love with like trying to learn and like better myself um, that uh, dude I would love to go back to school because I think education is so important and it's like knowledge is so powerful and uh, so I think there is so much importance to school in the right sense. I just think it. Ha- I think I just think it needs to be done better. You know. Oh yeah, but I think people would be more inclined. Then again, I mean, I, I still think there's a lot of growing you have to do after high school. Like oh that, my gosh, that, yeah. that even that can't be indicative of exactly what you're going to get into, even if it's geared towards your interests. Yeah. Because you know you might be interested in a little bit of oh, okay, I'll take this class or take this class, but like. And there's some basic stuff everybody probably does still need for sure in high school and like history and English and just things to make sure you are prepared for some of the stuff you're going to be dealing with just to have basic skills. But like, you know, yeah, it would be nice if you had more, um, I, like a, a little more, I guess, given an edge to what you're going to be like doing creatively or just yeah. not, not even creatively, but just what you're going to be doing out of yeah. high school. But it's still just... I mean, it might take you years to find out 
You know what I mean? You really, re- yeah. You, you really always know. don't know if like you're gonna know even in that extra time, like no. you would have in high school if they started yeah. that early. Yeah. But it, it's, I mean, there's obviously systems, or there's there's problems with the system that probably need to change, obviously. But it's, you know, yeah. it's it's with a lot of things. It's yeah. you know, we're always trying to improve. Hey, and, I'll be completely honest though. Just like we had kind of mentioned earlier about people coming out of really shitty situations and mm-hmm. like you know making the best out of like the the hand that they were dealt and stuff is like. I really think it all completely lies within the individual. So it's like, yeah, maybe maybe the schooling system is flawed. I think all I'm, I'm sure everything is flawed. No, nothing's perfect. No. So it's like it really is all a matter of. It's up to us. We need to take extreme ownership and figure out. Even if even if you fucked up and you uh, uh, say you went to college and like you you know spent a bunch of money on a degree and you ended up like figuring out I hate this. I don't want to do this. And now it's like you're stuck working this job that you hate and like. Well, take extreme ownership and be like, okay, I fucked up. I'm a little bit behind. You know, maybe I'm later into my 20s or even 30s or something, and I realize this isn't what I want to do. But I'm not just going to settle here and and just because it's going to be easy and convenient. Because this is well, I already did it. I've already put so much time into doing this. It's like do what's going to be difficult and start venturing off and figuring out what is going to actually make you happy. And uh, even if it means. Um, so I heard, I think, I think I heard the rock say this, but you know, he said like, if you work your nine to five and they, uh, for a business that doesn't give a shit about you, you know, and then come home and you don't invest in yourself, like you don't work outside of that. You know, if you just go, if you just work your nine to five and then come home and sit on the couch and, and watch TV and like, you're not putting any time in yourself, you're just going to work that same nine to five job until you're 65, you know, whatever, whenever you retire, hopefully you make it. And uh, then you're gonna look back, like we were just saying, we're like, man, we just, I just wasted 65 years of my life doing a job that I hate. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, if you work your nine to five job, especially if you don't like it, you need to come home and sacrifice that time afterwards. Even if you're, t- you know, you're tired and you're like, man, work fucking sucked. I hate this. That should be more motivation to be like, I have to spend my time outside of work, getting me away from the place that I don't want to be. You know, that that yeah. same job. So it's like. Start working another job to save up money to where maybe you can, uh, you know, start your own business, doing something you like. You know, it's like you got – it just takes a lot, a lot of work that a lot of people aren't willing to do. It's a lot of investment in yourself. It's a lot. You, it's all about us though, man. We got to take extreme owner, ownership. Mm-hmm. Nobody else is responsible for your life. Every Even if stuff uh, – I think a lot of people mistake – they, they, they want to point the finger and place blame, but they also – you know, uh, they they talk about fault instead of responsibility. They try to figure out whose fault it was for the decisions that they made or the way their life is. You know, it's like if you're working a job you don't like and it's like, well, it's my parents' fault because they pushed me into going to college and I got this degree and now I'm working this job. And it's like, okay, even if it is somebody's fault maybe, it's your responsibility to take responsibility for your life. You know, it's like if you don't like that, then yeah, maybe it's gonna suck. You're gonna take, you're gonna have to work double hard, because you know now you have to work this job because now you got the bills and the obligations of the family or something that you know you have to take care of. But then when you get out, put in that extra overtime work, you know, doing something you lo- uh, something else, to where one day you're gonna be able to do that other job that you do like full time. Um, you know, so I, uh, yeah, you know, I think every system's flawed, but. Everything lies within us, man. It's all it's all about extreme ownership, taking responsibility for your life, and and realizing that uh, nobody's gonna come to save you, man. It's all on us. So 
Yeah. I mean, just like with the whole expectations, like, in high school, like you were saying, too, like, I mean, 18 years old, I haven't met, like, anybody before me, after me, like, that I graduated with that, like, fully knew exactly what they wanted at 18, got out, started their life, and did, did exactly that, that with no no roadblocks. Like, everybody changed their path or something, like, went differently than they expected or something. Like, I feel like it's almost like it's... I get why there's so much pressure on you in high school, so in that way I could see it sort of being fair because mm-hmm. it's like that's the last time that you're not going to have all the responsibility, so they're trying to prepare you for that's what's true. about to happen to yeah. you. Yeah. So they're trying to put more responsibility on you and a lot of other facets of your life so you're like yeah. not fully just thrown that's a out. That's very good point. Very good point. But like, it, like, I feel like parents and like just people, like, when it comes to like celebrities or like in the public eye all the time or just like parents with their kids and shit, like people expect perfection, but nobody's like perfect. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they expect it out of certain people to like do all these things, but it's like everybody's everybody's the same, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it does raise the bar for you, so maybe you try a little harder, but it can also be a crushing blow like if it doesn't pan out and then you yeah. feel lost and don't know what you're gonna do you know what I mean yep. so it's I, I don't know I, I don't and I don't mean like it's you know I know like especially teachers like you know do the best they can and shit like that yeah. it's not like they're making all the decisions but it's just like it's just you know like balance you know well what dude I, mean? I think that goes back to exactly what I was saying earlier as far as like there's people that do a really good job at their job and there's mm-hmm. people that don't you know and it's like there's teachers I mean I'm not even kidding I truly believe that teachers are have one of the mm-hmm. very most important jobs in the whole entire world, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think there's one for us. They are freaking underrated, underappreciated, undervalued. 100%. You know, because it's like, dude, they are teaching the children, you know, that everybody's going to grow, that everybody that's going to grow up and and run the world, you know? It's like they're they're learning from, from our teachers, you know? And uh, for the most part... And uh, there's people, there's people that are good at their job that care, and there's people that don't care about the job, and they're not so good. And that, unfortunately, that goes for teachers as well. You know, I've met some amazing teachers. I've had there's been plenty of teachers that have like impacted my life greatly, like like super profoundly. Uh, but then there's also been a lot of teachers that are like, oh my gosh, like like it makes me resent school. You know, like I'm like I don't want to go to school because of this teacher. You know, so it's like they have a they. I think that, you know, I think we all need to. Uh, I think I might have said this earlier whenever we were just talking um, without the podcast on or whatever. But like, uh, um, I think we. I think a lot of us don't appreciate how impactful we all are. Like how valuable each and every single one of us are. Like we all, every single person alive makes an impact on somebody's life you know uh it might be some some people are are make a greater impact than others in quantity like some people have the capability of touching a lot more lives um you know just an easy example of like you know think of if you're thinking of like social media you know if you had a thousand followers on instagram you might be able to only reach a thousand people or so 
uh, with the message that you're saying. Or if you got a million followers on Instagram, you're reaching a million people with the, with what you're saying. Um, but the th- just because you don't reach as much, even though you only have a thousand followers and you don't make as much, you know, uh, as great of a quantity of an impact, like you're not reaching as many people, doesn't mean what you're saying isn't important. You know, it's like uh, every single one of us play an important role in um, in the world. You know, and I think that we need to not sell ourselves short of how much we matter and uh, hold ourselves to a higher standard of like, hey, I do make a difference in the world. And so me not caring isn't, you know, I think a lot of people take have a mindset of like, it doesn't really matter, you know, like I'm not a big deal. It's not like my life's gonna, you know, if I don't try hard in my life, it's not really gonna affect anybody, you know, it's like, but it's not true, you know, it's like, you you don't know how much of an impact you make on those those around you, especially your loved ones and stuff, you know? So um, I think we owe it to everybody to try to be the best version of ourselves that we can be, especially to ourselves. We owe it to ourselves, yeah. but then especially those around us and, uh, you know, to ultimately try to make it... You're going to make an impact on the world, whether you know it or not, uh, whether it's for better or for worse, um, but why not try to make it for the better? And why not try to make it for as good as possible you know um again i don't know how I you're still started. above ground you know. got a shot yeah i don't know how i got started on all that Second, um i think i have uh i have like one more one more yeah um all right what's your last one uh i don't know if i want to say just his show or maybe his overall collective reach but uh the joe rogan experience slash his influence on society. I mean, he's got a huge, underrated huge, AF, huge Joe like, audience. The fucking man. <laughs> and the thing is, I mean, like whenever I started listening to like his episodes and a lot of the comedians, you know, episodes and stuff like that, it's, I mean, me and a lot of it kind of like happened at the same time. Like when he was starting to get really into like podcasts and like I was and stuff like that. And that's when we collaborated. Yeah, that's when we collaborated and just like let's fucking sit down, let's shoot a podcast. Like, yeah, just, let's do it. We'll see what the fuck happens. And, uh, and like, without, you know, seeing some of that stuff, it's just, like, I mean, you know, there's sort of inspiration for everything, but this is kind of the era of, like, all that, the podcasts and all, you know, so it kind of made sense. And, like, there's a lot of podcasts out there, but it's one of the reasons that, like, led to it and stuff. Like, you see the way he does it, and, like, he always brings on people of different opinions and shit like that, and it's just, like, that's definitely, like, the way I wanted it to be is, like, us to to talk about any fucking thing on here. Well, I mean, you hear him say all the time, he's like, dude, I never... No. He's like, I literally started a podcast to just talk to my friends. Yeah, he he's started. Like, I didn't plan on having a big. I didn't set out. He, well, this is what he, he's saying. Yeah, I say me. He is saying that uh, you know that he's like, I didn't start this podcast with intentions of like, oh, I'm gonna have the best podcast, the biggest podcast in the world. He's like, no, I was just trying to bullshit with my friends, like mm-hmm. you know. So and it's like, look at what it's grown into. It, you know, exactly what we were just talking about earlier about like little decisions that make a profound impact on your life. It's like, imagine like. What if he just decided, eh, maybe I'm not going to do that. Maybe that'd be a bad idea. Yeah. Like, that's nuts. you imagine? Like, yeah. You just turned on his, like, laptop. They just started shooting the shit yeah. and talking. And, and, and then they just kept doing it and kept yeah. doing it and everything. And it blew the fuck. He's, got, he's had the number one podcast in the world for, like, six years, maybe more than that. Yeah, nuts. But, no, I think he's the man. I, I just really, really appreciate Joe Rogan's outlook on life because he does. Yeah. I, think, I think he shows... And again, just like any of us, he's flawed. 
You know, it's like he's, uh, you know, we all are. But, you know, I think that uh, he really tries very hard to be as um, unbiased as possible and to um, suppress his ego, to only try to be learning and, and bettering himself so he can pass that information on to others. Um, and he also has such a good wide variety of, of uh, guests on to where, you know, it covers so many different topics. And, and he has, uh, well, especially now with him having the power, with him having the biggest podcast in the world, he has he kind of has the power to get on almost anybody he wants because why wouldn't they? It's going to be a really good platform yeah. for them. You know, so he has the capability of getting the best in, like, any field. You know, so he has on some of the best minds in the world. And, you know, you're like, a lot of people, I think, underrate uh, or undervalue him because it's like Joe Rogan, a freaking UFC commentary or commentator, you know, comedian, you know, freaking meathead, uh, essentially. It's like, you know, like what, what, you know, he shouldn't be, you know, tell, educating people, yeah. you know. But it's like, yeah, I get what you're saying, but he also... Uh, Dude, he's freaking smart. It's because he's constantly, you know what? He's probably like what mid fifties. I think he's like yeah. mid fifties now. Yeah, like fifty four. And he's almost constantly tried educating himself. You know, in some way, he's always just trying to get better. So he's like, and he has the discipline to do it. So it's not like he's fifty five years old with, you know, like, you know, he's just kind of dabbled here and there with like reading some books or something and kind of educate. It's like he's been like relentlessly trying to get better at anything that he does for a long time you yeah. know and uh i think he's i think he's the bomb i think he's the man and I, i'm just very think i'm very happy that uh um i'm glad he was in the place that he was in at the time he was in and like yep. the profound effect he's had on a lot of people because he's brought so many more people to the middle than ever yeah you know, people probably yeah. thought and like that's that's fucking that's where the power in lies because there's a lot more people Overall, that have a mixed perception of everything than than an extreme side or the other. Yeah, you know it's not I mean? at the end of the day. Even if those are the sides like that get all the attention. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I think we can be rational and be, you know, and disagree and agree, but also be, you know, compassionate towards one another. And yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? I think there's there's always some sort I, of middle ground I, that isn't giving up too much. I yeah, think I think he speaks for the silent majority most of the time. I think that's kind of what you're saying is that like. I think what gets displayed majority of the time on uh, social media and and news outlets and stuff like that and uh, people the stuff that people want to journal uh, or like you know uh, journalists want to write about or stuff um, are the uh, the extremes you know one all the way one side or all the way the other you know but it's like that's all that's the extremes that's the outliers that's the mm. few not the many. The fringe. And exactly. And the I exception, that, not the rule. Exactly. I think that Joe Rogan is very reasonable and towards the middle and kind of speaks for that. I think a lot of people are. I think, I think, I really believe that I think most people are so much more reasonable than a lot of people think. And it's like, a lot of people don't. I think he just speaks for the vast majority, the silent majority. You know, it's like the people that are very reasonable aren't usually the ones that are speaking up the loudest. You know, they're not the ones that are causing riots and stuff about, you know, trying to stand up for what they believe in because they're pretty reasonable, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's like 
But again, it's the extremes that kind of stand out. They're very loud, you know. Those are the headlines. Those yeah. are the ones with the attention, and yeah. everybody utilizes that attention, whether it's bullshit or not, yeah. like, or whether it's a, a skewed narrative or not. They use it to get their message to as many people as possible. But now it's had the opposite effect because people are starting to be turned off to all that shit. They're like, yeah. I don't give a fuck about this right now. They're yeah. like, I just want to live my life. I want to do my thing. Of the and it's all, and it's negative. And it's like that, too much of that in your life is not a good thing. We were talking about it earlier. It's just like, you got to gear your attention towards the good, not the bad. And like, if you spend all your attention on that, it's going to put you into a negative place because you're going to start having a bias, a, uh, an agree or disagree, and you're going to be made to feel like it's something that's at the forefront of your life and not something that's just like it's there and we need to fucking work on but we we can't do that by isolating each other and ourselves from one another yeah just because of an opinion somebody had on a fucking tweet or a facebook post that seems like you know more harsh and negative words because it's written whereas in reality if we're sitting down having a conversation and you understand what i mean and i'm projecting a certain way and you're you know responding a certain way like we're gonna understand one another way better than if we're reading oh my god he said fucking yeah. this online. well you can't you can't it's so hard to i mean it's the same yeah. that's uh it's so hard to tell um there's no expression in in written you know it being written you know you can't tell the way somebody's trying to express themselves not always you know uh, yeah. uh sometimes you can't and that's i mean that's yeah. what makes a good author is because they can make you feel uh, they get you, they can make you tell the way that uh, they felt whenever they were writing it. You know, it's like, um, uh, you know, think about like a simple phrase of like, "What the heck?" You know, like somebody texts you, "What the heck?" You know, for one, it's a there's probably like you gotta read the context clues. Like, what were you guys talking about? Or they like, "What the heck?" Like, what is wrong with you? You know, or they're like, "What the heck?" Like, holy cow, that's crazy. You know, or uh, you know, it's just like there, you know, anything. Yeah, I mean, you can take that with anything. So, yeah, exactly like you said, because it's written, a lot of times I think people put their own interpretations on it because they can't see how they were, that person was meaning to express themselves. Mm -hmm. So then it's like, I think we're geared, and I think it's natural for humans to have uh, a naturally pessimistic look of, like, uh, we, we just, we, we kind of automatically revert back to, like, negativity. You know, because it's easier to think negative. It's harder to constantly be thinking positive. That's why it's it, fewer people do it. Um, but I think like it's our uh, just out of instinct, we we always think of the worst. You know, um, so like whenever we read something, we just think like, did he mean that in a mean way? Yeah. You know? So. I mean, even if it's like. Even if you don't necessarily think of things in the worst way, like, you'll always, in any situation, you consider what could be the worst possible outcome. Yeah. So, like, that's always in the back of your mind. And, yeah, like, politics are just so, it's all so pessimistic. Like, any political channel, you go on, like, any right-wing, left-wing, anything, it's all just, like negativity and like trying to drown out the other side or like undermine somebody from this party because they did something or they yeah. said something and then yeah with like podcasts now that's like an alternate media you know yeah where people can have the freedom to you know express themselves in their own you know because it's like this is you know we just like to have discussions on here where we can you know flood any opinions out we want and sometimes we just you know bullshit and talk shit because it's because it's funny and it's yeah. fun you know what I mean but like 
it's our creation. It's our thing. It's like we should be allowed to do what we want on it. It's you know what I'm saying. Um, but I think Joe Rogan knows that he holds a pretty important platform. Yeah, no, he for sure does now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because he's got fuck, he's dude, he's got billion like billions of views collectively and shit. Yeah. It's fucking insane. Yeah. But yeah, like some of the most like influential or important people in the roles of what they're doing and shit mm-hmm. society wise like he has on the show sometimes yeah. it's like but he studies them he learns a lot about his guests like he you know dude he's he's smart he's educated you know yeah. he's and he's intelligent in in the sense of like you know Elon Musk I've heard Elon Musk say like don't confuse education for intelligence and the difference is like just because you read some books and you can pass the test doesn't make you super intelligent in the sense of like are you capable of really thinking for yourself? Or are you only able... Uh, I feel like intelligence is being able to um, think on your own. like, And then education is being able to like memorize stuff. You know, like being able to take information that's already been presented and then remember that and then apply it. That's, that's education, you know. Um, uh, and then intelligence is like to be able to figure stuff out is... Maybe I'm not intelligent enough to explain intelligence. Well, I mean, honestly, to <laughs> you know what I'm saying, it's, it's like, how, I think, yeah, I think that. Yeah. How is your ability to adapt? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. To constantly be growing and, and able so, to deal with anything that comes your so way. So I do think Joe Rogan is educated and intelligent. You know, he's capable of thinking on his own, and he's also very good at, um, you know, educating himself. So, like, you know, reading and memorizing and, you know, Oh, yeah. I mean, it's evident in, in, you know, the podcast and stuff like that with, like, all the different people, like, that he can bring on and shit. Um, what is your... You I said underrated, underrated, didn't you? Yeah, I think he's underrated. Okay. I'd probably give him a fair rating. Yeah, I mean, he does have a good... Just because, yeah, he's, like, good. he's mega at this point. Like, honestly, he's became to the point of, like, just being, like, the UFC, you know, commentator and the stand-up comic and the Fear Factor guy to being, like... This celebrity, and he didn't even—he didn't podcast. even mean to be. Yeah. No, uh, like, no. yeah, exactly. I think you—I think you hit it on the head right there with like he. I used to always think of Joe Rogan as the Fear Factor guy. Oh yeah. yeah. Now yeah. I'm like, as soon as I think of Joe Rogan, I'm like the Joe Rogan podcast, the Joe Rogan experience. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I think it's long surpassed the Fear yeah. Factor <laughs> uh, in terms of what he he'll be remembered for, like in signing that big ass Spotify deal and everything. Like, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. So, yeah, I would say he's underrated. Yeah. You said fair? Yeah, I give him a fair. I, I understand that, too, because, I mean, it's... I, I just... I don't think you can undermine his impact, for sure, and, like... But, like, at the same time, like, he didn't even mean to. Like, it just happened. Like, just the fact that it organically happened, well, let's fucking turn this on and just have a conversation and fuck around, you know? It just... It turns into people. I think people really see how authentic he is. Yeah. You know, it's like... He didn't... He doesn't... He didn't start this podcast to be like okay I'm gonna get a really big following that way I can make a really that way I can have a lot of influence and I can influence people the way I want to influence them or you know influence people uh, towards a certain bias of mine you know or something like that you know he did it completely like you said organically it was just like you know I'm just gonna talk with my friends and if they wanna you know if people wanna listen that's cool Dude, and thousands, millions of people listen to podcasts every day and, like, are inspired off of them or, like, uh, you know, like, fuck it, you, you know, you pick up so much knowledge of, like, 
all this stuff that people talk about. And it's like, God damn, like that, I mean, that changed the game. Everybody's yeah. like listening. Well, to you know, to, for me, Joe, dude, I, I attribute Joe Rogan's podcast to changing my life really because, uh, he's kind of what got me interested in knowledge. Like for real, like I said before, I thought, you know, ever since I was younger, I was like, the only thing in the world that matters is being a great fighter. Like I had this terrible mindset of like, I don't give a crap about school or anything else. Like I just want to be a great fighter. That's what I love. You know, that's what I want to do. And uh, just listening to his podcast, like I started listening when I was like 19 or something, you know, so it's been, you know, six years or so. And uh, just listening to his podcast, it started out as like, just listening to Joe Rogan. Like I was just listening to Joe Rogan's podcast and Joe Rogan or whatever, just, you know, see whatever I was talking about. Mm. And uh, then I, he, I started listening to ones with like some of these incredibly smart people they had on and I or he had on and I was like, I like listening to that guy talk. Like I felt like I just learned something. Like I felt like I got better. You know, and then now fast forward years later, now I'm like, I listen to other podcasts of the people that he's had on, just just as much or more than Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. The Huberman Lab, Andrew Huberman, uh, Doctor Andrew Huberman. He's the uh, he's a neurobiologist and ophthalmologist from Stanford. He's got his own uh, podcast, and I originally came across him on the Joe Rogan podcast, and he has the most informational, educational podcast of any that I've ever seen in my life. It is unbelievable how uh, educational it is. Like he's, and that's his job. That's his whole, that's his whole purpose with that, with his podcast is to try to educate people on science. And like, it's incredible. He's amazing. So, um, you know, and then other stuff like the Lex Friedman podcast and, um, I've learned like a lot of different, just different ways of thinking about stuff through like Jordan Peterson or he's oh guest on there. Jordan Peterson. He's a, he's best. a fascinating fucking person. He's my favorite. He's like, my favorite speaker of all time. Like, yeah. He, he's, I can he's to so smart talk all the time. The fucking way he like talks about stuff. I actually have his book, the 12 rules for life. And, uh, I was like listening to the audiobook on it and stuff, but he's just like, or I've seen him have like appearances on like Rogan. He was just on again, like recently. I'm just like, man, it's. He speaks in such a way that makes you feel like, like you can trust like what he's saying, and like he's so intelligible, it's fucking ridiculous. Like, well, and it's he's he's a master at it. Like, oh yeah, like, and he literally was. I mean, he was a professor and like do, well, yeah. he was Doctor Jordan Peterson and shit. Uh, but he's like the same way. Like I dedicate my life to like being the best fighter I can be mm-hmm. or whatever. He does that with speaking. Like you know, it's like. He's like, I'm going to figure out how to convey these messages and this information as beautifully as possible. And, and it's that's still how, that's how your head. Oh, my gosh. When he talks sometimes, I'll have to re-listen. Like, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like looking up words that he used. Like, so I can, dude, um, listen, I don't know nothing. I'm just <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like I, like I said earlier, like I, uh, it's a big part. Of, like, it's so important, uh, especially in fighting, uh, but in life in general to try to you know suppress our ego as much as possible and I think I've come a really long way um, but dude I know that I'm not nothing in any field that I do you know it seems kind of like morally defeating like man I ain't shit but I'm not you know it's like I know that I've I've merely just scratched the surface of what I'm going to be and what I can possibly be you know and then even then I know that um, uh, I try to just always compare myself to the best in any field, you know, so, like, like it's, even when it comes to, like, fighting or whatever, you know, it's, like, a lot of people are like, oh, my gosh, you know, I used to get this a lot, uh, you're so good for your age, you know, it's, like, I'm just, like, I don't care about how good I am for my age, you know, I, I just want to be good in general, you know, it's, 
So like, so even now, you know, a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, you know, like look how far you've come. Like you're you're so good now. And I'm like, I have come a, far, a long way for sure. And uh, I do think I'm, I've uh, acquired a lot of skills and, and, and knowledge, especially for uh, you know what I'm doing. Uh, but I'm not anywhere. I, I'm not even close to the best. You know, so it's like I still have so far to go. And uh, that's what's something I've dedicated my whole life to. You know, it's like I'm not, I'm just getting started, you know, and it's like, um, but I think about that with everything. It's like some people will be like every once in a while they're like, oh, wow, you're pretty smart. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not. You should, because I know what what's out there. I know what people, I'm like, if you think I'm a good fighter, you should see this guy. Like, he's 10 times better than me. So, like, if, if anybody's like, man, yeah, you know, you're a little bit, you're, you're kind of smart. I'm like, yeah, right, dude, you know, <laughs> like, you ever listen to Jordan Peterson talk? <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah, you're going to remember how quick, you know, you're going to remember real quick how stupid I am. And uh, uh, I'm for sure, you know, not super intelligent. Um, but, you know, I will say I do think that um, I try very hard at you know, I think I give a lot of effort at anything I try to do. So, yeah. um, and I think that's all we can, I think that's all any of us can ask for, you know, it's like, just try our best to try our best, you know? Yeah. I mean, we get up, do the best fucking job we can every day, like do a little better than we could yesterday. Yep. We know a little more now. We're yep. a little more consciously aware of it. Yep. So, I mean, the only thing you can change is tomorrow before it happens. Yep. So you got to make those changes today. Yeah. Or your mindset. You know, you got to flip that shit around. I, I've definitely learned a lot, and I've been inspired off of a lot of the stuff that I have heard on the Joe Rogan podcast for sure, oh, too. Yeah, and, like, sure. and it's it's unbelievable, like, some of the stuff. Like, man, the last few years, like, have been integral in just changing, like, so much about, like, your mind. What do they say? Like, your frontal lobe is fully formed at 25 and everything, and you really start to try and comprehend and have the capacity to understand as much as you're going to be able to. It doesn't mean you're the smartest now or whenever, like, as you're ever going to be. But definitely, like you're there, you're like you have the, you're, you're as capable as, yeah. as ever, and like, are you gonna use that for good? Like, are you gonna, you know what I mean? Like, try to positively impact the most people you possibly can, like you say, and like you know, and we believe you. Well, thank you, thank you. <laughs> but uh, I mean, man, we've I think we've cornered about three hours now. Dude, well, that's, that's all crazy. together, yeah. Um, even before the outro, I'm, I'm sure we'll use famous last words for. Heck yeah. Um, do you have any? Uh, do you have anything you want to leave all the people with? Yeah, man. I want to tell you that uh, uh, if you don't already know the My Chemical Romance album, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Black Rain, go listen to it. And listen to this outro because it's the best. No, for real. I will say. Um, man, I think that I just, I, I really hope that, I don't know, I'm huge on just, uh, I've had, you know, I'm, I'm unbelievably blessed with a tremendous amount of support. I have so, I'd say it all the time that, you know, I've, I've, God's blessed me with a lot of stuff in this lifetime. Many, many, many things, way more than I deserve for sure. And, uh, but the people in my life are my greatest blessing. With that being said, uh, even when it came to chasing my dream, you know, of like ever since I was like six years old, I was like, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a champion in the UFC one day, and uh, uh, even within my family, I was not always supported in the sense of, of uh, you know, and I and I think it was for, I think they were doing it 
for the right reasons because they were like, well, statistically speaking, you're, there's, you probably don't really have a, a very high probability of like actually making it, you know, uh, to the UFC and, and being this fighter you want to be and stuff. It's probably smarter to go to school, you know, get a regular job, you know. But I, I didn't always have, I didn't always have the, the outpouring of support that I have now, you know. Um, but I think that came from me showing everybody even even if whether you believed in me or not I was going to do it so like once I started picking up some steam and like and and finding some success and then I you know got years down the road after people telling me like are you really going to do this full time like don't you think you should have you know do something else instead or like that's probably a stupid idea um uh you know I once, once I started to prove or show everybody like, hey, I'm gonna do this anyways, and I'm gonna give everything I got to it. And then once people seen that I'm gonna do it no matter what, and I'm also gonna give everything that I have to it, that's when people really started supporting me. So, um, dude, just always, always do what you're passionate about. Don't ever let somebody's opinion on it hold you back. Uh, I think that a really good example is the world champion, uh, Alexander Volkanovsky, he's the, he's the featherweight champion in the UFC. Uh, in my opinion, one of the best fighters in the UFC right now. Uh, or, I'm sorry, obviously, he's fucking world champion. But uh, one of the best fighters of all time is what I meant to say. And uh, he, uh, you know, I, I heard a story, and honestly, I haven't done too much research on it, you know, make sure it's true. Um, so I could be wrong. But even just the, the, the premise of the story behind it was what was motivating and inspiring is he was living with his parents uh, up until he was almost 30, I think, uh, or, or in his parents' basement or something. Him and his wife and his kids had to move back to his parents while he was fighting because he was so broke and stuff. And uh, everybody was like, dude, what are you going to give this stuff up of, like, you know, like, chasing this dream? Like, go get a job and, like, you know, provide for your family. But he, he could see it. It was his dream. He was the one that was envisioning it and could see it. And... It wasn't other people's dream, so they couldn't see it, you know. But he knew what he was going to make happen, and uh, now he's the, one of the best fighters of all time, making so much money, you know. And they're like, I don't know, man. Just never stop pursuing your dreams, uh, and uh, work hard, be undeniable, you know. Treat people right, and uh, that's the biggest thing. Be freaking. We all need to be a little more understanding. Love each other some more. And uh, uh, let's freaking make the world a better place for sure. Fuck yeah. I think it was, that was one of the, probably the best man, exit Evan. monologues we ever had. <laughs> yeah, 100%. This is one of the hey, well, I appreciate you guys having me on, man. It was a lot of fun. It was, so it was an honor. Guys. It was a yeah. good time, man. Thank you for coming on. For sure. Yeah, it was great to have you on. Absolutely. Oh. Thank you, guys. Yeah. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, you've heard it from the man himself, himself Evan Elder. Um, I guess we'll be seeing you soon. Everybody take care of each other, treat each other well. Have a great week, guys. Till next time, goodbye.